This week, it's going to get wet in here tonight, so lace up your boots, kitties, as we discuss the 2006 horror comedy Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Hello and welcome to the Bloody Bits Horror Show. I am your host, Eddie. The Axe Jefferson and joining me as always with a brand new librarian fetish, it's Tim Yobo. Oh man, when I saw her name in the title, I was like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. <laughs> I knew that's exactly what <laughs> you said. And librarian, oh my god. And as always, we are joined by the person who totally snort laughed at the Paradise Lost joke, it's Candace. I oh. did. <laughs> I really found it <laughs> and the whole time i'm like i would jump his bone so hard uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah this guy gave a lot of women a lot of confused wet panties but folks we are also joined this week by the writer of swamp dogs and reoccurrent guest on the show it's jm brandt how are you doing today sir i am doing very well thank you for asking well that's good to hear because man here we are Week two of Manscaped March Meta Movie Madness. <laughs> and we're going to be discussing Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. But before we do, Candace, what have you been consuming this week? It's been a busy week. It's been a week of ups and downs, highs and lows, brilliant highlights and deep shadows. I had a fucking horrible week at work. So I was stressed out and busy majority of the week. But in my spare time, I got my PC. Mm -hmm. And the very first game. Thank you. And the very first game that I bought was Power Wash Simulator. Because <laughs> I wanted something that I could just like turn off my mind, do some repetitive tasks, turn on some Wait. good music. And what just, you know. is the name of the game? Power Wash Simulator. You just power wash things. Have and you, you ever buy, actually like, power wash something? Nope, no, I have not. Oh, okay. So you, 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 you don't know how accurate it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's not accurate at all. It's not the point. It's a video game. Couldn't you have just right. played Mario Sunshine? So wait a second. Are you just spraying shit on your yes. fucking... It'll be like, uh, this, this last one was fun because it was a haunted house and it had Enochian symbols on it. And every time I would clean off the Enochian symbols, I'd get a text from the owner being like, I just heard a scream from the attic. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's pretty tight. Fun. Sounds fun. Uh, a game and besides for that, I watched a. Well, I've also been playing Elden Ring. Oh baby! And the amount of obscenities that have spewed from my mouth. Oh baby! <laughs> Wait, have mm. you gotten yep. to the Swamp Dogs yet? No, because no, okay, I have not. so so Elden Ring has totally fucked up my ability to uh, advertise my comic on Twitter because oh, apparently no. there's monsters oh, there's monsters called Swamp Dogs. Oh, so if you it. look up Swamp Dogs on Twitter, it's like Elden Ring this no, and no, Elden Ring that. 
you're looking at it the wrong way, man. You just got a ton of fucking free advertising. That's you, true. You're like the guy who invented that website called Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> and Nintendo now had to buy it off of them. So I would fucking take all your shit, get all those people who are looking at Elden Ring right now, Mm. get their eyes on your comic. Yeah, just be like, (laughs) hey, if you guys are really into the Swamp Dogs and Elden Ring, you should check out my comic. Boom. And you're going to get people who want to buy it, you're going to get a couple of people confused, but hey, they bought it, right? Yeah, there you go. I yeah, I I only want to sell to people that are confused about my book. Yeah, you don't want people to <laughs> genuinely want your products. You'll pick up one or two people from them that never would have bought it anyway. So I'd say yeah. ride that wave. They're like, uh, where's the permadeath? Where's the where's the, the <laughs> souls action here? I thought Andy, this was a figurine of the swamp dogs. <laughs> oh, I should change the name of the podcast, Tim. To the, the Elden, Elden Rings Ring podcast? Bits. Yeah. No, that's okay. Elden Ring bits. I, nah, that, that, we're, we're good. We're good. We, we have a pretty good web presence already. Tim, what have you been consuming this week, my friend? Uh, I just finished been watching The Righteous Gemstones. Okay, what's The Righteous Gemstones, Tim? Uh, I guess a show none of you have been watching. Uh, hey, John Tim. Goodman, Danny McBride, Walter Goggins. They play... I... Uh, Big religious watched, family, yeah. I watched like the first episode, and I was like, I do not care for this. Oh no, it's really didn't good. Grab me. Okay, <sighs> how does it compare to Eastbound? Because uh, I've I, never I seen the... Eastbound and Down, but everybody I know is telling me now that I finished this, I have to watch that and Vice Principals. Okay, all right, yeah. I, I watched the first episode of Vice Principals. I did watch Eastbound and Down. I was a few years late to it, uh, but I really liked it. And then I was like, well, Vice Principals kind of just feels like Eastbound. And I don't know if I'm ready for that. And so I just assumed Righteous Gemstones was uh, Eastbound Part 3. Uh, it very well could be. Because like I said, I've only watched the first episode of uh, Vice Principals now. I didn't watch uh, Eastbound. But oh, between John Goodman, I... the sister, the brother-in-law, it's really it's a great cast. I got a yeah. war and I just heard thunder. And we're expecting uh, a storm here in a couple of minutes. So I, you might lose me tonight. Storm's coming. Are you recording uh... outdoors? No. Please, <laughs> I'm recording in the boonies, so you she never know. Did yeah, just stab Jason with a big metal bar, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, there's no lightning and she'll be okay. What about you, Jam? What have you been consuming this week, sir? Oh man! Uh, so uh, during my lunch hours, I've been watching the cartoon JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and then uh, when I want to get rid of stress i've been going back to a video game called dead cells and oh, i just finished yeah. peacemaker and peacemaker oh, these yeah. fuckers yeah. have been trying to tell me to watch that oh man you should it's watch so, it right jm it's so funny it is so good it's really good isn't that oh, who, who's who plays peacemaker it's a uh, john, john cena, cena. John and cena, he yeah. is uh, see, like, that's the, like he's better than the rock ever was i'll say see, that's that. the yeah, problem better is than the, the rock better than batista i think as far as like comic timing goes and i like batista so that's the problem is i can't timing. see him see that's is a that a wrestling joke, joke yeah no Sorry. that's a last name joke <laughs> <laughs> oh okay well, it could be both <laughs> yeah um 
No, I kind of – you're right. Because you guys recommended The Boys to me, and I just finished the first season of it. I just started the second season of it. Well, mm-hmm. watch The Suicide, Squir- Suicide Squad first before no. you watch Peacemaker. No, nah, it's okay. And The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. Right. Yeah, right. yeah, the new one, not the old one, no. the James Gunn one. Nah, I'm good. I'm not a nerd like that, so I won't be doing <laughs> that. Oh, yes. my God. Uh, he's just, no. You know, again, he's just trolling. Okay, don't yeah. feed into his He's going to watch it, and he's going to love it, but he's not going to tell us. He's not going to give us the satisfaction. No, what I'll do is a year from now, I'll be like, you know what I checked out on my own volition? Was <laughs> without the suicide. suicide Squad. Without anybody even yeah, yeah, telling exactly. me that it existed, I just, yeah. yeah. I, I've never heard of it, it, the suicide something. Yeah, sort of like I did with the boys and everybody telling me to watch that a year ago. Did you read the boys? No, because I don't. I don't read. read. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I can like read it to you because okay. the the boys the the book is. Mm-hmm. I mean, the show's really good, but the book is one of the funniest things and one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen in my life. Okay, just like that, the show. That <laughs> sounds good. That sounds to me like another Watchmen scenario where it's like, uh, you know, it's the movie's fun, but you really should check out the book. So it's like a hundred times better than the show, and I really like the show. That's. If it's a hundred times no, better than the show, it. I'm going to read it. Just... Yeah, I, and I'm not, this isn't hyperbole. Like, literally a hundred times yeah, better. It, it is objectively a hundred times better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised. It's hard to translate shit like that. Even the, on, like, there's yeah. there's even a, on a big... superhero uh, swinger retreat called Herogasm, and that's kind of all you mm. need to know. All right. Wow. Huh. Clean yeah. up a that Sounds good to me. Jesus. <laughs> oh. that's that's kind of the point yeah yeah that's the that's the final level of uh pressure washer simulator guys oh no oh canvas they are the pressure washers <laughs> oh god damn <laughs> See, that's that's a nozzle on I this knew, one. I knew something was up with superman there's no way he can control that shit no nah, that's a kevin smith joke tim come on Really? Okay. He has to wear a kryptonite yeah. condom if he wants to bang Lois Lane. Otherwise, he's going to blow her back out, but then it would kill him. Right. No, wait, hold on, because he Mall needs rats. something that would hold the kryptonite condom onto him. He could just shoot her with a kryptonite bullet full of cum, basically, at, the, at that point. That's true. He didn't have to have, like, kryptonite suspenders that wrapped around his yeah. ass. And I'm thinking way too much about Superman's dick right now. <laughs> um, so what have I been consuming? I never stopped. <laughs> this week. I have been consuming... Uh, the boys, Elden Ring, and uh, smoked meats mm-hmm. in my really good electric smoker outback. I just threw a big batch of wings on the smoker. If you've never oh, had smoked good. wings, oh my god, Tim, you would love them. I thought good. you just were, were going to say that you've been eating a ton of Slim Jims. Like in the parking oh. lot of the Seven Eleven. No, no. <laughs> well, not well, a watching boys on your phone. Been, he's going to be he's going to be going back and forth eight times in the bathroom on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, Tim. I'm not going to be going back and forth to the bathroom on this podcast. But Tim, you've had some uh, uh, fun with bathroom related experiences recently. I uh, did this in my trimming. bathroom. I did this right in the middle of my living room. What? Just put a towel down. What? No. <laughs> as long as you're not doing it on the street, like I think you're good. Because Tim, no. this episode of the Bloody Bits Horror Show has been brought to you by Manscaped. You know, a product I am proud to use. I'm surprised. I know Eddie, you got it. Um, mm-hmm. 
when you got it, when was the last time you shaved your balls or trimmed your pubic hairs? Tim, I still have not shaved my balls or trimmed my pubic hair. You've just hair. done the nose. Okay. Just so my I'm nose one up hair. On you. Okay, so I got more experience with this because mm-hmm. I, did, I used everything. Okay, so Tim, why don't you tell us all your experiences using the quality products that were given to you from manscaped.com? Well, first of all, I need a little help out from the company. I need them to please send my wife a letter stating that the reason why I got this free, beautiful kit in the mail is because we're supposed to be advertising for it and not because I'm going through a midlife crisis, which I might (laughs) moment, for all I know. Oh, God, Tim. (laughs) Because all of a sudden, her 53-year-old husband got a kit in the mail where it's going to be like shaving his balls, trimming his pubic hair, deodorant for my balls. I think they even give us some ball toner, which has just... What a lifesaver that is, let me tell you. Now my cat can't get enough of the smell of my balls. <laughs> oh, God. Tim. No, but really, it's a well-made product. And the last time I had anything like this had to be when I was probably first, probably even before, right before I met my wife. And I got something, and I remember it was, it was specifically for, you know, like shaving your balls and all that stuff. And... um it didn't have a guard on it like this one does or a light. So when I first did it, I kind of almost went down, you know, not my balls, but like in the, you know, like above the uh, the tool. I shaved all the way down to the skin. So eventually I had to shave the whole thing off so I was like baby smooth. Oh wow. Because nice. it's going to look weird I thought with just having like a mohawk. So and then I'm going into just a mocock. A mocock. Yeah, <laughs> nobody, believe me, any woman who saw that wasn't going to be saying mocock. <laughs> you should just say so, like a mo- question mark or yeah. something. No, but what I liked about this was it has the guard on it, so it's you'd have to really try hard to shave off too much on your first go around with it. That light is pretty cool. I like the light because, you know, when you're fucking around next to your tool, you want to make sure you have the right tool. Yeah, my husband said he really loved it. Yeah, no, it's really good. It did its job. And the nose hair, weed whacker indeed. Because, again, a long time ago, when I got my first one, nose trimmer, that thing had like a fucking oily, metallic smell to it that whenever I used it, it was like I was like fucking shooting up a fucking uh, mechanical uh, oil change up through my fucking nose. This one, nice little smell. No light, though, but you don't need a light to see up your own nose, I guess, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, I, it would be a little cool so. to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it would be cool to see the light coming through your nose, like a flashlight on your hand. It'd be like that scene in Total Recall. Oh, yeah. God, oh so yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, I like that. But yeah, no, my nose hairs are pretty thick. Uh, I remember one time I had, I, my nose was tickling me and I fucking yanked out a nose hair. I was like, oh, I could use oh, If I had 50 God. of these, I could make a paintbrush. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. Like I, I mean, if any of our listeners probably remember the uh, the episode where I shaved my nose hair live yes. Yes. on the microphone, and uh, I do all that nose hair went right on the microphone. I could hear it hitting it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was raining right down. Uh, no, dude. I mean that that is a quality product because, like I said, I've tried out a bunch of different nose hair trimmers, and that is the only one that I've ever used that that doesn't. Pull the hairs yeah, from my that's nose. Right. It, it actually cuts the fucking them. hair out or anything like yeah. that. So that's Absolutely. a big plus because otherwise you're going to come out of the bathroom crying, and now my wife's going to be like, "Why do you have shaved balls and why are you crying in the bathroom? What's going on?" <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
So. <laughs> I really need a letter from That's the CEO. That's the midlife crisis okay, part. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's the problem. And then the other thing, too, is they save the fucking ball deodorant, man. That's Do weird. You know? that a, no, is no. that a good thing? Ball deodorant? It is a good thing. It, smell, like it does it, not smell bad at all. Okay, yeah, it's very much better put aftershave on your balls. Trust me. You don't want to put aftershave. You want to oh, God. This. And then you're like Kevin from Home Alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, it's got a nice little scent deodorant. to it. Nothing too overbearing, right? It's not like I'm going to walk into a room and somebody's going to smell my balls before they smell me. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're right. This does actually smell really nice. I've got it over here with me. Yeah, it does smell and, very nice. Okay. Okay. You know the what? Ball tone, a little spray, crop, a crop reviver. Yeah, I wouldn't turn down balls that smelled like that. That's for damn sure. Let me tell you, I got both of them in my hand right now. Both of your balls? No, the crop reviver <laughs> and the crop preserver. <laughs> Tight as a seal. Uh, that's right. And if you want to have both of them in your hand as well, you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code BITS20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com using promo code BITS20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool for the job with Manscaped. Trademark. You only have one tool. Don't cheap mm. out on the tool. Dude, no kidding. Oh, my God. Tim, That write that down. That's a good fucking slogan. You only got one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, yeah, go out there, buy some stuff from Manscaped, please. Please, please, please. Plus, I love the fucking underwear. I've been wearing the same pair, pair of underwear for no, like three weeks Tim, now since they no. started. Kim, no. <laughs> I, just, don't. I don't have... Look, I don't have to worry. No. I just put a little bit of that crop preserver no, on. No, Tim, Boom. they don't. <laughs> Manscaped does not recommend you wear one pair of underwear for three weeks and just put on deodorant. Nobody's you recommending could, that. though, right? Their tagline no. is, you probably could, but why would you? I'll say this. I've done it, and nothing's bad happened yet, so... Okay, well, that's good, Tim. <laughs> Uh, so behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Vern and Candace. This was one of oh. your suggestions and mine. I'm not going to give you yep. 100% credit. I'll give you 45%. Nope. So why, for March Meta Movie Madness, was this your pick? Well, I remember way back when I first joined this podcast, I was like, we need to do a Meta Movie month. And mm-hmm. March is my birthday month. So I was like, fuck it. We're going to do it on my birthday month because these are some of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, yeah. And we have toyed with talking about this title. We have coyly referenced it in probably every single episode. Yeah. Me and you both, Eddie. At some point, we referenced this movie. Oh, yeah. And finally, finally, it's here. And I have, when you were given the intro and you were just like building up to the title, I was getting goosebumps. I fucking (laughs) love this movie so much. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) What's your history with it, though? It came out in 2006, and I was mm-hmm. in college, and when my finals just, were done... You just shit so bad I was just going to say, Candace just <laughs> blew up a bathroom and blew her chances with the jock. Uh, if you want to hear about that, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash bloody bitch. You can get the full story of Candace shitting up the bathroom so bad that it lost her dick. Go on. Yeah, that, that, a guy actually said, you know what? Under no circumstances will I ever have sex with her. That's yep. it. Nope. Done. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. Okay, anyhow. Anyhow. So when what I would do to relax after, you know, finals were finally over, I would just binge watch all the movies that I missed during the semester that I didn't have time to watch. 
And one of the movies that popped up as, like, really highly recommended by reviewers was Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. So I was like, all right, let's add it to the stack of movies. And I was never the same again. I was like, this is it. I've peaked. Like, I will never watch a movie this good again. This smart, this funny, this charming. It just fucking blew me away. There was my life before Leslie Vernon and my life after Leslie Vernon. Wow. Because every time... Leslie Vernon tattoo? (laughs) You know what? I should. Just the mask. Because every, every time you see one of those fucking memes on Twitter or Instagram that are like, this is what Michael Myers does when he ducks, ducks behind the screen, when he ducks mm-hmm. behind the hedges. It's just fucking Leslie Vernon. Yeah. Like, they're just making the same joke that Leslie Vernon did first and did it better. Yep, exactly. What about you, Tim? What's your history with this movie? First time I've ever seen it, and uh, I am happy that I saw it. Candace has, Candace has got a good uh, batting average picking movies, right? Yeah, yeah. JM, I know surprise. this is your first time seeing this, it right? Is, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, my history with it is it might have the longest tenure of any movie I actually wanted to see on my watch list. Wow. Without being like out mm. of print or something. I don't know why it took me this long because it was really good. Well, I'm glad so that I forced So now that list you. is done. So that's it. You got to come up with a new list. Yeah, now I just have to kill myself. Yeah. There's, okay. there's or you life. could just come yeah. up with a new list. <laughs> no, 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 no. This other way is much no. easier. I, you know, <laughs> Ken, yeah, Candace, the way that he heard you describe it, where you're never, this, yeah. you like before this movie and after this movie. Right. What yeah. else can he see? Yeah. I mean, all yeah. that the remains is oblivion, right? So, <laughs> sweet, so, sweet uh, oblivion. I saw this one, 2006. I saw it, I mean, but I didn't see it like in a theater or anything. This didn't really do a theater release, but I saw I, it when it, it came out. I was about to say, if, if it did, it was limited run. I thought it was straight to video. Yeah, it was basically straight to video. I mean, it did like some of the circuit stuff, you know, but that's about it. But I saw it, yeah, straight to video, I saw it immediately um, because, I, I don't know, the concept of it was just so interesting to me that, that I had to check it out and... Fucking hell! It's it is probably as far as like horror movies go in maybe my top twenty. Just wow. horror in That's general. Fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking phenomenal! But before we get into its history and breaking it down, JM, I understand that Elden Ring might have taken a little bit of your thunder. <laughs> so please let we're here to give it back to you. Let everybody know, Swamp Dog, what's that about, and where where can our listeners check it out? Sure, yeah. So Swamp Dog's uh, House of Crows is a horror miniseries comic book from Black Caravan and Scout Comics. It is about a pair of lesbians and a goofy stoner metal band versus voodoo-powered undead Confederate soldiers. And as of the recording of this, issue two is on shelves now in your local comic shop. And uh, issue three is still available for pre-order, and uh, you should get it because it's funny and it's sexy and it's gory and it's um, pretty messed up. Okay, so I mean, good because I have issue one and I've been waiting to read it once I get all of them. So how many issues are there going to be total? Uh, so so the plan is five. Our editor is trying to convince us to uh, like. I, I guess spread out the bloodbath into another issue and make it six. So five to six. Yeah. Okay. So that's a good so just have to keep, six. 
Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good sign when uh, the people that are involved with publishing your book are like, can we get more of this, please? So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take it as a plus. And, and if you're like... If anything, you probably get a lot of like, hey, can you wrap this up and make it four issues instead of six issues? <laughs> yeah. And if you're yeah. one of our like big-dicked awesome listeners, which is the variant cover that, that you you should get? Oh, man. So um, issue one had like 20 different covers. and mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm looking at them. Yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying them, too. Let me yeah. tell you. Oh, man. There, there, there are some really nice ones. We have mm-hmm. some rainbow foil covers. Um, I'm seeing that one. I, I don't have a favorite. Uh, it's it's kind of like a picking a favorite kid. Um, unfortunately, life kind of got in the way of me pushing to get different covers for issue two. And so there were four covers available for issue two. I think they're all really awesome. Um, I think my favorite of the bunch is probably still the Robert Samlin. Uh He's our cover artist. He's doing the main cover for every single issue. Uh, so like, I'm, I'm a little bit partial to that. Um, but every single cover we have, I think is cool in its own way. So, uh, yeah, if, if you're a big dicked listener, is that how you described it? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. to, yeah, just buy all four covers, right? It's, it's not going to set you back that much. That's true. And, and you where know how should you get to be big ticketed? Trim your pubic hair. It makes it look bigger. That's it's true. true. It's a yeah. good optical illusion. Um, mm-hmm. You could also do some contouring with makeup, but where should our listeners go to purchase <laughs> Add these? Some shadow to the cheeks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> give, give it some high bone structure. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so in theory, you can go to just about any local comic shop and pick it up. Uh, mm-hmm. If your local comic shop sucks or you don't want to deal with the people there, uh, you can go to swampdogscomic.com. Or you could go to scoutcomics.com. Uh, we're also available digitally through Comixology if you want to deal with that really bad uh, Comixology redesign. Yeah, that's rough. I would say if your local place doesn't have it, call them and demand it. Buy a copy of it online while you're waiting for them to get a copy of it. And then go buy a copy of it locally. I think that, that's a great I think great that's the, dip is a good idea. best yeah. move you could do. Because there's variant covers, like you said. And they're highly exactly. collectible. Yeah, and not only that, but, you know, really, it's it's pretty cheap. Uh, Scout Comics, they don't charge a ton for their issues. Yeah. So, um, you know, you can support us, give it to a friend, uh, give it to a loved one, give it to a frenemy, and, um, you know, let, let them enjoy it, too. Excellent. So, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, 2006, written, directed, and produced by Scott Glosserman, who really hasn't done much before or since. Starring Nathan Bissell as Leslie Vernon. Yet another relative mm. unknown. Before then, though, mm-hmm. he... Hmm? No, I was just saying, going, mm. Uh-uh or, <laughs> Candace. <laughs> Candace is making soup in her panties, ladies and gentlemen. She could drown an orphan down there. Man, that fucking Paradise Lost joke really fucking pays <laughs> off. Holy he shit. is charming. I will give I, you know, that, I have man, a note speak. on it, too. I was like, that's a good fucking joke, man. That's a good one, yeah. <laughs> relatively unknown actor uh, introducing him, by the way. Uh, He had a couple of, like, CSI appearances, things like that. Then we have Angela Gothels as Taylor Gentry, who you might remember is Kevin's sister in Home Alone. No fucking way. Yes fucking way. Wow. There are a couple of other people who make sense. She's the one who says, les incompetents. Yes, 
l'incompetent. <laughs> See, I was watching a movie kept driving me crazy. Who does she look like? Who does she remind me of? And I didn't think about uh, that one. I thought she looks like the chick from Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 yeah. one. I get that, but no, that wasn't her, Tim. I know she would it wasn't have been her. not born. Like not her. <laughs> Could have been a daughter, Man. maybe, for all I know. Huh? She must use ball toner on her face. Smooth. <laughs> My wife's been yeah, using ball so toner nice. uh, on her face just by happenstance. Oh man, oh man, oh man. That's a, it's a real thinker of a joke. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. It really is one of them highbrow like paradise lost jokes. Uh we've got a couple of fun cameos that are going to be coming up here as well and I think we'll we'll get to them as they pop up. So let, yeah, I also I wanted to mention yeah. that uh the actor who plays Leslie Vernon, mm-hmm. like he was. I know you want to fuck him. I get it. Okay, no. <laughs> he, he's a very charming man in person as well. Well, from interviews I've heard. Met him, Jesus. but he. No, I have no. No, she met stalks him. him. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell from across the street he's very charming. <laughs> I laugh so hard at his jokes, and then he's like, "Who? Who's there?" <laughs> <laughs> But uh, he has pushed so hard for a sequel for mm-hmm. years, and it's mm-hmm. never going to happen. Well, first which, of all, spoiler. I mean, it might be a good thing. Which might, might well, you know, it might be a good thing that, you know, mm-hmm. there is no sequel, because it's like, it's just perfect little gem. No, it's like making a sequel it, to The Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas. It can never be as good as the original. Mm. If anything, it might cheapen it. So it's probably a good thing that there will never be a sequel. Yeah, I, I kind of respect movies that don't go out and have a sequel, especially if they're in that sort of a sequel, sequel-heavy genre, right? Like, yeah. It, but it is just, it a it, question it, of that they don't want to do a sequel, or nobody's interested in making the sequel? Nobody's interested in making it. This yeah. movie did not do well at all. Yeah, I think if you're in Hollywood, if I think if you're in the entertainment business, even if it's something that you don't want to do, like, you know, like, let's say, I don't know, like, uh, the last Matrix movie, where it was kind of like, I have to do it before somebody else is just going to do it because they insist on making a sequel. You just take that money. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, creatives want to create, right? And sometimes you don't get the choice of what you're creating. Yeah. And if you turn down that job, who knows when the next job you're going to get is, right? Exactly. A job is a job and it gives you enough money that way you can maybe later on do what you want to do. Exactly. And plus, maybe it gets you enough clout that that, uh, the other thing you really want to make, you'll have that opportunity coming up. Okay. So I think we can do the breakdown, ladies and gentlemen. We start... At a diner. And we're watching a fetching young lady take out the trash. As she does so, we we lock in on a brick, propping open a door. And in the background, as she shuts the trash lid down, uh, we see a masked maniac. She looks in his direction. And as she does so, the door that she propped open with the brick, the brick moves out of the way and the door slams shut. Then we cut to the news. We're in Glen Echo and introduced to Taylor Gentry. She's doing a story on evil. And we learned that in the universe of this movie, the events of Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, that all really took place. 
Yeah, this is. I, but they're really real like serial that. killers, right? They're not. Supposed yeah, they're to they're be, real. Yeah. they're real people who do this as a living. How you make money doing this? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know, but well, sign like the me part up. where they talked about Friday the Thirteenth about how because of all the murders, the entire town is like a ghost town because everybody just like fucking finally moved away. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, if you if you lived like near Camp Crystal Lake or you lived in Haddonfield, like why wouldn't you move the fuck out immediately? <laughs> uh, but just think, JM, all the people who held on to that property right now are making a mint doing podcasts about all those murders and true crime yeah. stories, right? That is true. That's true. That is true. That's going to be the next big horror movie. Is it somebody like returning to their hometown to do a true crime podcast about supernatural events that took place, and then real shit happens to them? I feel it has to like be already a movie, like man. Come on, there's no way that somebody's okay. Not name the a movie. Podcast, horror movie. I'll there's hold my book. breath. Who knows what the name of it is? But there's a book. <laughs> there's a book that does that. I'm sure there's a I book. Can't... Nobody reads books. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Excellent cameo when we're at the Elm Street house. Kane Hodder walking in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in the Elm Street house. That's, that's so funny. <laughs> <Very good. laughs> See, that's uh, why I have the Freddy Claw signed by Kane Hodder because of this movie. <laughs> really? It's because of this? And no, it's not because, it's not of, because, because of this and you know it. <laughs> it was mistaken identity. <laughs> uh, also, we... We zoom out and we see that she's been filming in front of the Rabbit in Red Lounge, which is the strip club in Haddonfield where Deborah Myers worked. You're going to notice there's a lot of these little tidbits that they pepper in here throughout the entire fucking movie that if you're paying attention. Yeah, you can tell this movie was written by someone who grew up on these movies and watch them religiously and can beat for beat, note by note, tell you exactly what happens in them. Like, this is such a love letter. Well, at yeah. the same time, poking fun at it, it's also yeah. it's also in love with it. And it's like, this is a transcendental religious experience that's happening in these slasher films. It really hits the same vibe as A Cabin in the Woods. Yep. With that. Definitely. Yeah, the only difference is Cabin in the Woods does more than just slashers, though. True. Very true. This this is entirely slashers, which is your least favorite genre of uh, horror movies, right, Candace? It's not my least favorite. It's just not my favorite. <laughs> what, what is your least favorite? Giallo. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's I fair. fucking hate Giallo movies. You're Truth going love. to hate July, Candace. No. Oh, yep. so am I. Giallo no. eyes. Man, fucking gloves and baby doll fucking face mask all over the goddamn Oh, place. it's Giallo like, Candace. Just get ready. That is Sounds literally what we're doing. Okay, so, yeah. And then we, uh, we learn that their town. And by the way, there's a little, there's a couple of little bits of concession about their town here. Because... Well, I mean, we'll get to it, but Glenn Echo has its own version of this, which was Leslie Vernon, who was taken as a child by a frenzied mob and tossed over a waterfall. They never explain why. Well, they do later. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, Then we cut and and we we zoom out from the camera of the very, like, news, news news-ass news with the Chiron and everything. And now we, we cut to the documentary style, right? Which is, uh, 
they're going to go interview him. So uh, Taylor goes and knocks on his door. He's not home. Wait, I think I just saw him by the shed. So they walk over to the shed. No, wait. Wait a minute. Isn't that him over in the window upstairs? They go over and knock on the window. Or not the window. Knock on the door of the house again. Turn around. And he just scares the living shit out of them. And laughs like the goofiest, dorkiest fucking dude ever. (laughs) So charming. (laughs) He's so disarming. Like, you forget that this is... Damn, a he fucking had serial your hello, killer, Candace. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my note. I was, I'm like, wow, this guy's very disarming for a psycho killer. Guess psycho killer. <laughs> oh, and the song at the end is so perfect. Don't do that. We're going to get a Spotify strike. I'm sorry. Not, I'm sorry. Not because you sound like it, but because it's obscene. You singing. Uh, so then, <laughs> I thought you meant. I thought you meant Spotify is obscene. Yeah, well, Spotify well, is well, also obscene. Too. You know, yeah. what, I, I should start playing copyright protected music just to get our shit banned from Spotify again. Because fuck them. <laughs> uh, you then, should just play Neil Young. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> we stand with Neil Young. I I love the little bit where we we're like all of the little like slice of life shit with him, like where he's hanging out with his turtles. Oh, yeah, he's like, sometimes I forget to feed them for days, and the little bastards just won't die. <laughs> I think it's revenge what the turtles supposedly did to him. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yes, the turtles tie into his origin story. All of it ties in together. It is such a tightly written movie. Oh, my God. So, yeah, then he's like, I, I only keep pets that I can eat. And then he just kind of, like, <laughs> stares off into space. <laughs> And again, all of this is played for goofs. It's played for laughs, and he's very charming until he isn't. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. that's probably the part Candace really got turned on by. Oh, yeah, that's when you just hear sploosh. <laughs> she just well, really liked the mask. I mean, speaking of the splooshes, his books, we oh, keep yeah. over all of his books, and most of them are work-related, right? And th- here's the note that I have that, that I fucking... Is off yeah, it, it's a tax write-off. Um, as long as he can claim that, well, he could claim it as a loss, I, I suppose. No, because the bookcase expands how big "quote unquote" his home office would be. Right. That's the bigger true. his home office yeah, is, the more yeah. he can write off his mortgage. Oh, but then officially he doesn't live there. You can see, officially he lives in the farmhouse. He's got two different pieces of property. One well, no, of them he, is probably he doesn't no. This is the, I think this is the one that. where he has. This is the one where he has oh, a lease. The right. other one he has a. Uh, yeah, that's in right. In a trust. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because he can't come forward and claim it, because then people <laughs> would know he's alive. By the way, don't you like the logistics of this movie? This is a slasher. We're talking yeah, about how he's got really a house in the trust. Detail. <laughs> <laughs> that's no, what makes this movie so the fucking good. Of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I I love the little bit about like okay, all of this stuff is work related. I mean, you don't read Grey's Anatomy for fun, <laughs> except for all of these books by famous illusionists and escape artists. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. That's for work, also. Yeah, and uh, then he pulls this trick where he's like, okay, well, if you guys like sleight of hand type stuff. Uh, oh man, this is so fucking funny. 
so good. He's all like, uh, hey, do you have a deck of cards? And then she's <laughs> like, like, why the hell would I have a deck of cards? <laughs> yeah. He's like, well, check your check your front pocket. No, right? see, th- for me, that's how I would end the whole thing right there. I'd go up to somebody and like, hey, I, I like doing magic. Uh, I do, I'm really good at close-up card magic. You want to see something? They'd be like, yeah. I'm like, do you have a deck of cards? I'm like, no. I'm like, oh, oh, guess I can't do it. That's yeah. it. <laughs> Not yeah. him, though. Yeah, that's like good bit, Tim. <laughs> This just uh, sets up. No, he snuck a deck of cards into the the cameraman's fucking front pocket. And he's like, oh, shit. Hell yeah. (laughs) So we're we're getting to know the men behind the camera just a little bit as well. Right? They're kind of dumbasses a little bit. But lovable. Yeah, they're lovable and easily swept up in the... One of of them's Tim. (laughs) Todd is Tim. That's true. I did say one of them is kind of a perv. I didn't say which one or why. I was like, I recognize that. Yeah. And then we cut to her sitting down, having an interview with him. And she starts to kind of prod and poke in why he does what he does. And I think this is an interesting scene here because he's like, look, I'm not going to show you. I can't tell you why. The why is up to you. What I'm here to do is I'm going to show you the process of what I do. Right. Yeah, the why is different for everybody, but we all do it this way. Yeah. The, this is, these are the rules. We're a very traditional rule set organization, let's call it. You have to figure out the why for you. So then we go to the old farmhouse. This is the uh, place he has in the trust where the local kids will go and, and sleep overnight on, on Halloween as a dare. And he says, well, this is, uh, this is the year where I'm going to reappear. And Taylor asks, well, why don't you just live here? And he's like, well, because everybody in town thinks I'm dead. Duh. I couldn't just be like mowing <laughs> the lawn out front. <laughs> and she immediately like, you can see it in her face. She feels stupid asking the question. She's like, God damn. Okay. Yeah, sure. Got <laughs> And it's funny because you feel that disconnect between like him as a person because you want you know clearly you're you're feeling like oh this is just a dude or whatever but it's like oh fuck no this is this is supposed to be this crazy fucking killer right yeah and knowing the twist you know watching this movie for a second time or mm-hmm. however and knowing the twist like you can see him manipulating the shit out of her oh yeah. by the way it's let's like see the through the. In- Oh, you should okay. probably watch this movie before you listen to this podcast. Oh, this is spoiling the fuck out of this movie. We're I mean, going through a walkthrough. Obviously, Tim, there's going to be walk fucking through spoilers. The entire movie. <laughs> well, wait till the spoiler till at least the end of the movie. Okay. Okay. True. Yeah. Uh, go watch the movie because yeah, we're going to spoil the fuck out of it. It's Anyhow. a great fucking movie too. Your life will never watch be the same. Yep. Yep. Kobayashi. So then he shows her the <laughs> apple orchard. And I fucking love this scene where he's showing her the apple orchard the first time, right? Because he locks her in. It's a nice apple orchard. I was like, man, that place looks really peaceful during the day and really creepy at night. See, this is... I live there. This guy is just hitting all of your notes, Candace. (laughs) (laughs) See, you know what's really disgusting? Can we have that music, Eddie? Which one? (laughs) No. The ED- no. oh, oh. <laughs> You mean the Candace theme song? Don't Which ruin it. Genuinely. Don't ruin oh, shit. Oh, okay. No, you know what, Tim? 
This is her birthday month. We're we're gonna give her this one, okay? Uh, My birthday was Wednesday. Okay. It's her birthday <laughs> month. Fresh. I said. Birthday. All right, so yeah. well, what we could do is a fuck up joke on the the blood bank. He can splice that music over his appearance in the mask right. For the first so time. instead, what we're gonna do mask, just put that music play. Instead, what we're gonna <laughs> do we're gonna play actual sexy music over it for her, okay? <laughs> and here we go. Oh my god. <laughs> Ugh. It's just the six flags guy just eating your pussy. Yeah, shut up! <laughs> Come on. He's got a, a copy of Paradise Lost in one hand. Yeah. Just giving you a real gum job. Shut up, God! By the way, if you want to know the origin of that joke, patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. And thank you for uh Well, no, because he's getting a gum outrage. job because it's on an airplane, so it tastes a little different. <laughs> shut up, God! <laughs> patreon.com forward slash bloody bits if you want to understand either of those jokes uh no what i love about this uh, first of all this, this is all filmed in oregon by the way yeah Woot. it's supposed to be maryland but it's oregon yeah my my turf and uh i've often joked that like i'm gonna get out of the whole technology business and just go have a, a an orchard out in washington and or oregon and make apple butter you know, mm-hmm. that's that's just gonna how I'm gonna end it up. Like I'm fucking done with this shit, and it is. It's a very nice apple orchard, but he locks her in with this exposition. He's like, "Listen, if you go out here on a harvest moon and you till the soil, it comes up wet with blood, and if oh, that's wet, night, all right, that's gross, and if that <laughs> night." <laughs> It's as silent as death. You can hear the sound of my mother's dead body swinging in the trees. No, I'm kidding. It, it's it's not going to be that hard. Yeah, like I'm month. just fucking with you. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Look so at this to the camera. He looked at his feet. That's he so points good. like, did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that? <laughs> no, nah, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> Fucking great, dude. This is a cool kind of a uh, serial killer to be, by the way. Well, I think what it goes to show is just like how, like, Candace said how smooth he is and convincing, right? Because he gets him buying into that whole fucking stupid bullshit story right there. Yeah, he's a good salesman. And I respect a good salesman, sir. That is for damn sure. So then we cut to him doing his physical training. And again, I mean, this was in the trailer of it, is him, like, punching the shit out of the punching bag and, you know, exercise. And he's like, oof. Oh, man. I did, uh, for my cardio this week, I did some shadow boxing. Holy oh, shit, that is harder than it looks. That's rough oh, shit. Oh, my God. After 30 minutes, I was, like, gasping on the floor covered in sweat. Not in a fun way, either. Yeah. I was like, how the hell is this so difficult? You gotta yeah. hit something, yeah. Candace. That way it's a little bit better. No, yeah. I don't have a, one of those things. What are they? A punching, punching bag? bags or whatever. A wall? Yep, that thing. A wall? <laughs> you don't have a wall? <laughs> You're not supposed I to told punch you guys before, too. I'm 53 years old and white. I need a wall to punch. Tim, you hit the wall years ago. So he's <laughs> talking about... <laughs> It's okay, so did I. Uh, he's explaining, like, man, you don't even get it. You have to do so much cardio because, like, you got to, like, run like a gazelle without even getting winded. Plus, I mean, you got to make it look like you're walking while everybody else is running. It's so tough. <laughs> Such a great fucking line. <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. 
So then we got to him like talent scouting. He's like, look, you got to get the right group of people. Okay. First, you got to get some of these jocks. They're strong. They got a good, healthy libido. You got to get some of the stoners too. They're not real good at running. So they're good for they like. Pad loose. your numbers. They're padding <laughs> your numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking love it. He's like, then it's you got to find your one survivor girl, which we're going to refer to by the real term, which is your final girl. Right. Okay, yeah, they say survivor girl, but yeah. This, was there an Easter egg in this scene? Yeah, with the girl skipping rope. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. There, 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 there's the one, two, Freddy's coming for you, girls, skipping rope. Mm-hmm. I didn't even the... pick up on that, man. Like, every time you watch this movie, you'll pick up on something else. Oh yeah, you, go rewatch it. I mean, it's it it holds up to multiple viewings completely. Uh, so he's like, and that's not easy to do with a comedy horror movie or either a comedy or a horror movie watching it more right. times it makes it better right it's true yeah because i mean you know the jokes but so much of this really like leans on his performance as leslie vernon oh yeah this movie would have broke without him nailing this performance yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly super charismatic charismatic but then like creepy as fuck too when he needs to be it's such a mm-hmm. hard fucking role to just nail and he does it Mm, hard. You all right, Candace? You need a minute. <laughs> Candace, we got stop talking about your nipples, Candace. Come on. Oh, we'll get to the nipples, Tim. Don't even worry about that. <laughs> Leslie. Oh, Leslie. So oh. he's like, all right, so now you got to find your final girl, right? And the deal is she actually brings the little column A, little column B together. And then he, he goes over the scope of the final girl. Like, look, she's she's capable, she's studious, she's a virgin, because, you know, it's a slash. Apparently so. he can sense that. Well, He's got virgin dar. <laughs> but they, they, they sense each other, right? Because then she looks over at him, the yeah. virgin that he scoped out, and he's like, oh, did you, did you catch that? See, we, we sense each other. And so... Taylor's like, so she's your final girl? He's like, no, stupid. Dude, if I if I was just picking around now, I'd be so behind schedule. Yeah, they yeah, he always makes her sound so dumb <laughs> when she asks questions. But then I love that the cameraman Todd is like, oh, it's like a cooking show where you show he the thing. It. With the pie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with the pie. And then uh you've got one that's done, and he like stares at him like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, he he, he, he kind of gives him like a psychopath look. Yeah, like, like if you don't shut the fuck up right now, <laughs> I think that's what it is. Yeah, he's talking yeah. to her. Yeah, you're, well, you're you're the camera. You're not to be interacted with. So then we uh, we cut to them spying on her at the diner, right? And uh, she says, "Oh well, can I can I go talk to to your your girl that that we're gonna kill?" He's like, "No, Mm-mm. off limits. Listen, we you can't interact with her. You're gonna fuck my entire groove up. You got to leave that alone. This is step three. It's it's time to do the flyby, and this is that scene that we saw in the introduction. But we're seeing it from the perspective of him doing the setup." And in fact, we're seeing the camera crew working with him. They're complicit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've ruined the experiment now, right? 
They're, um, they're gonzo journalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As a journalist, you're not supposed to interact with the thing you're filming. But he's like, well, as long as you're here, why don't you be the one? Because she puts a brick to hold the store open. I've attached a clear line to it. You pull that, right? And that'll cause the door to shut. So she's going to come out. I'm going to do a flyby. She's going to see me. You pull that. The brick goes flying away. The door shuts. She turns around, looks at it, turns back, and I'm gone. And you're right, Tim. They're they're uh, now they're they're complicit. They're they're part of the events that are about to unfold. So we we see it. They kind of quickly like fast cut through the intro scene again, and we cut to them. Uh, job well done. They're all celebrating out front after all of this happens, and we just the cameraman kind of points out the the window of the van. We see a dude pull up in a car. It's like, hey, who's yeah, that? Like two second shot. Yeah, just real quick. Who's that? Ah, who cares? Let's get out of here. <laughs> that'll that'll come back. Put a pin. That'll in come. That. In, that'll come in, into play later. Oh yeah, definitely. You should have a big white car. Yeah. Uh, so his car, if I'm not mistaken. Is that the one? Because one of them in here is basically the, the model, make, and color of uh, Sam Raimi's car from the uh, Evil Dead series. And I think wow. it was his. deep cut. Yeah, there's a lot of that in here. Uh, so the next day, speaking of deep cuts, we go meet Leslie's mentor. <laughs> who, it's uh, Herschel from The Walking Dead. Herschel from The Walking Dead, that. yes. Could not yeah. unsee that. <clears throat> no, nope. it's when she, yeah, that's everything I see him in from then on. That's all I can think about is The Walking Dead. Yeah, he was really good. At Scott Wilson, by the way, he was in an episode of The Twilight Zone. He was in The Exorcist Three as Doctor Temple, and yeah, he went on to play Herschel in The Walking Dead. In the original Twilight Zone or the reboot? No, it was in the eighties. Okay, not the movie or anything. It was in the eighties series. TV show, yeah. Ugh, yuck! Not not their best run. Some some good stuff, but uh, yeah, uh, as well as his wife Jamie. By the way, this this <laughs> oh, Jamie. go ahead. Sorry, no, no, go for it. Oh, I just love the part when he's like, oh, "Jamie's here, she's hot," and he like does the tits <laughs> hand motion, you know, and then yeah. he she opens the door and he's like, "Hey, Jamie!" Hey, how's <laughs> he's it going? giving them the look like, yeah, I almost got caught. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she is, so it's fine. That's just locker room talk, Candace. It's okay. Dad, just the just the boy. No, I just Even, I just like how he gives that look, you know, when you almost got caught doing something inappropriate <laughs> with the person. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey. Yeah, as if that, that look you doesn't give it away. <laughs> right, right. As he's holding his hands out, miming boobs, and he's like, "Hey, I wasn't doing anything here." By the way, Eugene, the uh, mentor here, he's supposed to be Billy from Black Christmas. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And she's supposed wow. to be Olivia... De Havilland, right? <sighs> mm-hmm. Shit. From Black Christmas. Oh, my God. Olivia Hussey. Yes. Oh, my God. I totally blinked on her name. Yeah. And, That's and boys, the... what's the tagline to Black Christmas? <sighs> oh, I forgot that game If your skin's right. not crawling, it's on too tight. There you go. Yeah. If you want to hear more of us trying to guess... 
uh, movie taglines. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash bloody bits for our last bonus episode that we just recorded uh, less than an hour ago. So they ask, where's, uh, where's Eugene at? Oh, he's out back in the tube. I'm like, what? The tube? <laughs> okay. So uh, she's asking Leslie, like, what the fuck is in the tube? He's like, yeah. So, you know... Have like the yoga guys, they slow their breathing and their heart rate and everything. Well, we we go hang out in a tube and uh, uh, bury ourselves alive. So, because you know, you you have to appear dead, right? Like some, right? Yeah, yeah. So, you got to slow your breathing, slow your heart rate down. They go, they dig him up, (laughs) and I love when he gets up, like, what time is it? He's like, uh, like six, seven. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, what th- what day is he's like? It's he's like it, it's Tuesday. It's, They're like Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh my god! Tuesday. No, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. <laughs> Even though they're for two days. <laughs> the way the wife just lost track, which is great. And uh, so we cut to them in in the house doing the preparation for uh, dinner. And he's talking about the old days. He's like, man, back in the old days, Tim, it was all about quantity. You know, you just went in there, you killed a bunch of them. Now the it's out of town. yeah. Now it's all about preparation. You know, uh, I mean, you get your idiots, your one-hit wonders nowadays who fuck it up for all of the the good guys. But you know, your Jasons, your Mikes, they come in, they do the thing, they come back every year, they make it like it's a curse. And yeah, as he's they, uh, he said, yeah, he said they're a game changer. Mm-hmm. Which made me want to ask you guys, what is your favorite one-hit wonder slashers? Ones that never had a sequel. Ooh. Jesus Christ. I guess I'd have to go with the early 80s My Bloody Valentine. That was mine. That's a really good one. One One-hit wonder slashers? Man. I I mean, if we're going to count it, uh, Candace, I, I might... Uh, I don't know. It's. I might have to go peeping Tom. Mm. That mm. that we just reviewed that is definitely a slasher. But fuck, that was so well done. What What about you, uh, Tim? I don't know. That's hard to think of a movie that hasn't had a fucking sequel to it. I'll guess I'll have to go with JM. I'm going to have to say the uh, Bloody Valentine. All right. Yeah, so it sounds I was like the- say. Uh- my Bloody Valentine or The Burning was a really good one. The Burning. Or, that, that, yeah. 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 Or Madman. That wasn't a very good can, one, but I really love that one. Can I yeah, just... It was on AMC for like four years. Can I just say Slumber Party Massacre, even though they did make... No, you may not. They made multiple <laughs> sequels to that and a remake. No, they're not. Those aren't real. Okay, how about Sleepaway Camp? Can I say Sleepaway Camp? Even though no, there's multiple there's like ones of that. No, <laughs> those aren't the same people that made it. It's not the original Does it writer. Matter? God damn it. Okay, Does it fine. matter? I'll stick with Peeping Tom. Oh, wait, I can say, how about uh, Dress to Kill? Brian De Palma. That's a oh, slash yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. True, true. Oh, yeah. you know what? I'm, I'm changing mine to okay. Fade to Black. Oh, oh man, I love yeah. that fucking movie. Uh, oh, yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Solid. Solid. So here, here you I go, was guys. About that, but is that really a slasher? Mm. I think it counts. Does it hit the? No, he kills it... a guy dressed up as Hopalong Cassidy. The only thing going to get kind of like when it's done up as a Dracula. 
I think it counts. I'll, I'll give it to him. I'll give him the benefit okay. of the doubt. He's a okay. guest. Be polite, okay. Tim. Jesus. Yeah, come on, Tim. <laughs> I've had a few, okay? He's I got through the ad as good as I can. Well, now it's time to have a couple of beers. Go fuck okay. yourself, JM. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Yeah. So, and just another fun little note is that the gag of him, like, he starts, like, just chopping the vegetables kind of normally, and then just... Chopping like a fucking maniac and then sticks the knife into the cutting board. It was really good, yeah. That was very yeah, the fun. The carrots looked like they could yeah. be almost liquefied. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of like an old timer musician talking about how the scenes changed, you know? He's like, back in my day, we used to do this. Now, kids these days, this is how they do it. Yeah. And so yeah. it just, it's, you know, it's just a fun inside look at wh- if you had to follow day to day lives of these killers, what would they be like? Mm-hmm. And it points to uh, what Leslie talks about a little bit later in the movie, which is this is what you're born to do. This is who you are. Yeah, this is your calling. Yep. So uh, they're outside having a grill, you know, barbecuing up some meats. And uh, we're, we're continuing I the interview. I wouldn't eat that food if, that, if I was them. Yeah? Well, I mean, he's not. This isn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You don't have to worry about the barbecue here. I'm sure it's fine. Um so, uh, yeah, this is when they're talking about how, yeah, he changes the business. You know, the, the, the Freddy, the Jason, and the Mike change the business. And she remarks, oh, you mean the business of supernatural killing sprees? And <laughs> Awkward. Eugene's, yeah, it's like, oh, God, rude. Know your crowd. And Eugene's like, yeah. look, you know, there's a reason uh, why we do what we do, Right. And uh, Leslie's like, yeah, she's kind of hung up on that whole thing. She doesn't really get it, you know. And Eugene says, well, the only way that there can be a good versus evil and, and, and a balance at all is that there, there has to be an evil, right? We, we deal in the business of fear. Yep. Loved it. Loved it talking about that because it made me think of uh, one of the things I like to do is I like to read traditional horror stories and folklore because you can tell a lot about a culture from what they fear. Mm-hmm. If you know what they fear, then you know what they value. Okay, this is sounding so, like, really terrifying, Candace. Please go on. <laughs> well, one of the things that are pretty much universal is vampires because people figured out if this thing, this blood leaves my body, I'm going to die, so there must be life in it. And so every culture is scared of losing blood. So every culture has a version of a Fair. vampire. Every culture also has a version of like a Lamia or a Lilith, someone who kills babies, because every culture is scared of a mother that would kill their children. Mm-hmm. Layorna, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What about uh, getting your dick cut off? That's a big fear. <laughs> yeah. That's also... Man, Check. also putting, <laughs> putting penises as a, a graffiti as old as time. Oh, Some yeah. of the oldest graffiti ever found was dicks drawn on the walls of Pompeii. Like, Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. That rules. <laughs> Fucking dudes rock right there. <laughs> or chicks. I'm sure chicks were doing a lot of dick graffiti, too. Like, fuck it. Uh, Probably. You don't think so, Tim? You don't think no. uh, a lot of women like to take Not phallic even. imagery to take some power for themselves? Uh, All right. We'll, we'll I get to that later. I still think even back then, women still didn't want to see dick. Mm, I don't know. Sometimes they do, though, Tim. 
<laughs> I would say that the fear and sex are two great unifiers. Those are two mm-hmm. things that every culture agrees is important. And both of them aphrodisiacs. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh, I, oh, I forgot. <laughs> I'm looking over my notes, and I was going to give you some fun facts. Okay. So when he was talking about when he when they were in the orchard and he was setting the scene and the mood for everything, mm-hmm. he said there was a harvest moon. Whenever mm-hmm. there's a harvest moon, and fun fact. Every moon for the month, every full moon, has its own name. Yeah, I found that out recently. They, there's some bizarre names out there. Yeah, okay. like January is the wolf moon. How oh, cool is that? Like the typo negative song. Okay. Yeah, okay. but I, I, was writing, I was writing a book about werewolves, and I was trying to go real traditional, so I was looking mm-hmm. up names of different moons and stuff. This is fun. February is the snow moon. That's all right. March hmm. is a fun one. Worm moon. Worm moon? Worm moon. Yep. Because that's when the worms start coming out. It's the end of winter. And it's wet. Ew. Okay. Another good one uh, is uh, August sturgeon moon. Uh, Sturgeon's (laughs) a good fish. (laughs) And September and October are both the harvest moon. Or October can also be the hunter's moon. Lovely. What's what's December? Do you have it? Cold moon. Oh, that's my moon. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Mm-hmm. November is probably Tim's favorite, Beaver Moon. Oh, I was going to say, you say Pussy Moon, because it's blood red. Beaver Moon. <laughs> remember, remember the noon of Movember. Or November, moon of November. Movember, that's yeah, the mustache thing. Anyhow, lovely. That that's I did not know that. Yep. So now we cut to Eugene and Leslie having a little conversation. It's like, look, you, you doing all right with this whole setup you got? And he's like, yeah, I got it. I got this red herring lined up and everything uh, with the library. Uh, and I'm thinking I might knock off one of her friends. And Eugene's like, no, no, that's going to bring too much heat on you. You don't want, does she got anybody else you could, you could kill? And he's like, hmm. Well, there's the librarian. And this is when Taylor asks, well, what's, what, what's a red herring? And he's like, oh, it's a preliminary strike. And this is the, the first second where she's like, hmm. Oh, you mean the person you're going to kill? And he kind of it's brushes like, it off. Oh, yeah, that's right. This is about killing people. Yeah, you're, you're talking about literally ending people's lives. Okay, cool. So uh, next step, we've got to get this article this printed up news article to her, to his victim, um, about a guy who supposedly raped Leslie Vernon's mom. Her great uncle. Her great uncle. And uh, Taylor remarks like, wow, looks, that looks just like her. <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, it's computer generated. It's, it's not real. I mean, <laughs> a, lot, <laughs> a lot of what we do is just CGI. But um. Ah, uh, I'm yeah, with him. I, mi- I miss the practical effects so much. <laughs> so much better. Then uh, we we watch him monkeying around in the library. He's so agile. Some, very agile. There's a lot of like, parkour. He's like a little monkey. Yeah. And, and he plants the library parkour. Yeah. See, that's and how he- you know he's good in bed because he's so fast and nimble. That's what you're uh, looking for? Is that what is you're looking for? 
Fasting. You know what? I'm gonna have to start doing like uh, um, some Pavlovian training with with Candice. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you feel about bad. him? No, no, bad Candace. Candace. no, bad. <laughs> is that what you think the old man is saying to you, Candace? Oh, while he's doing that, I don't think uh, he can talk too well while he's doing that. So it'd be more like no. Okay. So he gets back and he's like scares the shit out of one of the camera guys. Like, dude, be quiet. You're fucking it up for me. So he's like, all right, I planted. She's like, what's that? He's like, that's the the microfiche. You see, here's the deal. Libraries all use microfiche. So I planted the article. That's the seed that hopefully will get her to ask the librarian. The librarian leads her to the microfiche. The microfiche, fake, again, computer generated. Uh, Chef's kiss. Fake news. Yep, yep. Just like Alex Jones would tell you about. Uh, He's like, and so hopefully this whole thing works out. It probably won't. But let's let's go for it. So Todd, Tim, continues filming her. <sighs> Making some very, creepy ass remarks too. Very yeah, inappropriate. This, uh, even for me, I was like, whoa, wait a second, dude. Calm down. You don't say that part out loud. Yeah, yeah, he'd be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you just Show keep a little that decorum, t- my God. You're you on keep- camera too, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, you keep that part to yourself, right, Tim? That's just the one for you. Right? That's a little. Uh, that's a little. You took an extra slice of uh, dessert there, and you don't let anybody know about it. And he's like filming, her and, and uh, Taylor's like, "Hey, let's try to keep it on her face," because he's trying to do the, the little leg, little upskirt kind of stuff, focusing in on them titty balls. Well, she has that Catholic school uniform skirt on, which really is—is is that a really fucking uniform? Is that just some guy's idea of what the uniform's supposed to be? I uh, Tim, I, I don't know. I didn't go to Catholic school. Uh, JM, did, 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 what do you think? I did not go to Catholic school, but um, if porn has taught me anything, it's mm-hmm. that those are real uniforms. Okay. So uh, there you go. That That is exactly a real uniform, Tim. Well, no, I went to Catholic <laughs> school. I don't ever remember them being that fucking short. Hmm. Maybe things were just bigger because you were smaller back then. Uh, that could be it. Yes. <laughs> that could be it. They just have to wear the same uniform since they were six. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. Yeah. There it is. There it is. Like, uh, you got the part, actress lady, but do you have your uniform from when you were seven years old? <laughs> and speaking of getting turned on, Tim, she goes to the librarian to get the microfiche. Oh, buddy. Oh, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, No, I don't know. This kind of like ruined the dream a little bit. Did it? Oh. Oh. Nah, I still fuck her. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Because the librarian played by Zelda Rubenstein, do I need to point out who this is? No, of course not. She's horror royalty. Greatest ass in Hollywood. (laughs) Kim Kardashian wishes she had a great ass. ass Yep. (laughs) Uh, Tim. No. No, Tim, no. That shit don't work on me. <laughs> That's, That's Zelda fucking Rubenstein. I don't I don't know what the fuck I gotta use on Tim, man. I got uh oh here we go. Does that work? <laughs> I was gonna say a spray bottle, but <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't think I oh here we go. Does that work, Tim? Does that turn you turn you yeah. down a little? 
That doesn't bit. really set the mood. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I put a I put a, a thing in my notes that I was like, if that was Tim behind the camera, he'd be zooming in on Zelda's ass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like you too. Switch outfits right now. <laughs> Tim, put it back in your pants. So, uh, yeah, no, he's so nicely groomed. She, she, yeah, manscaped.com promo code bits twenty. Uh, smells so nice. Tim's good smelling, well groomed uh, mocock. He's got going on there. Uh, so yeah, they they librarian Zelda um, brings her over there, tells her the story. He's like, listen. Uh, oh, oh, that the Leslie Vernon. Well, I'll tell you all about that. See, it turns out that uh, his mom was raped, and uh, then the boy she, she got pregnant from that rape. So Leslie Vernon is the product of rape, and they uh, didn't like him, so they made him live out in the uh, shed and uh, work in the apple orchards like a like a slave. And then one night, he killed the dad, hung the mom, and then the townsfolk all came out. They tied the boy up, and they threw him over the waterfall, where he was drowned, and he's dead, and don't worry about it. And turtles ate his corpse. And turtles ate his corpse. So we get the nice call back to his turtles. Nice touch. But then... We get interrupted as Leslie kills the librarian. And Tim, you must have actually doesn't kill her. She dies of a heart attack. Oh, okay. Yeah, she has a heart attack right there. (laughs) Okay. Um, Because behind Leslie, who pops up? But Robert England. (laughs) Yeah, the rest is Dr. Loomis. (laughs) And guys, do I need to describe who Robert England is? No, of course I do not. Uh, he fires a couple of shots at Leslie. Leslie gets the fuck out of there. And then he, he tells Taylor, get, get, come to me. <laughs> Which, like, I mean, he saves your life, and he is Robert England, but I don't know. He's still kind of creepy. Well, it says, come to me, child. <laughs> come to me, child. Yeah. And he's, he, he he's was perfect in that role. Of course he was perfect oh, in that role. He looked playing, like he was having a great time. Playing mm-hmm. Doc Halloran. Doc, like the boy in The Shining, and Halloran. Oh, you know, I knew that name sounded familiar. Like The Shining. damn it. See, guys, there's so much going on in this movie. I think Candace didn't know that. That's why she's quiet. I knew that. that... No, I I didn't catch that. I was like, Halloran, I know I should know that fucking name, but it is not coming to my mind. That's that's what happened with me, too. I was like, I know Halloran means something. Okay, okay. I should have known it was Scatman. And maybe that's why at one point they gave her the same hairdo as the chick from Dawn of the Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's probably it, Tim. They were were trying to reference the hairdo from the chick in Dawn of the Dead. This movie goes shit deep. This is, by the way, only something you would notice, Tim. The hair. (laughs) The hair, yeah. (laughs) Between Zelda Rubenstein's ass... Okay, we're putting together Tim's perfect woman. So he's got Zelda Rubenstein's ass. You've got the hair from the woman from the Friday the 13th TV show. Oh, yeah. Roby? Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I think that's, that's all I'm you happy. need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? I knocked it out of the park. I just really want a red-headed cousin it with a big ass. Yeah, and you don't need any sort of... Tits, 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 tits. That's Matilda May's tits. Matilda May's tits. Wow, oh, it just blew my mind. Yeah. All right, well, Tim's done. <laughs> so, <Blew> something else. <laughs> Tim's going to go take a nap now. See, um, this, this movie gave something to everyone. It gave something to me, and it gave something to Tim. It really does. It's, it's really the movie for everybody. So, uh, yeah, now... Outside, they're all celebrating, and Leslie's really celebrating. He's like, yeah, yeah, holy shit. That went fucking great, yeah. And Taylor's like... I have an Ahab. He's got an Ahab. She's like, that's awesome. What the fuck is an Ahab? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all just so excited. They're all caught up in his infectious enthusiasm. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I'm so happy for you. <laughs> so they go they go back to, to talk to Eugene about his victory. And he's like, look, I got a fucking Ahab. They're, they're like, dude, what the fuck is an Ahab? And he's like, look, okay, that's Doc Halloran. He was a psychiatrist that visited me when I was a child. And he swore that one day I would return. So this is the good. This is the personification of good that is coming to fight me. That's the whole balance thing. This is awesome. That means I've I made it. I'm legit. I've made the pros. We have a sponsor for the podcast finally. Right? It means we're real. <laughs> God damn it, we're real. <laughs> uh, I don't need I love external that term too. An Ahab. An Ahab. An Ahab. Yeah. 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 You Someone might know who will that. Hunt you down. That is a reference you might know from uh, Moby Dick. <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> you know, right there, Candace. <laughs> oh man, we skipped over the the Paradise no. Lost joke. <laughs> okay, so the Paradise Lost joke—it is the worst in the fucking library. He's just staring at the camera, and he just says, "Paradise Lost." Reaches up, grabs a copy of Paradise Lost, pulls it down, and says, hmm, "Found it." <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Fucking terrible. <sighs> and I know, I know the first time you heard that, you uh, just snorted. Splish. <laughs> <laughs> Splish. Does that have anything to do with the Dennis Miller fascination? Yeah. Oh, that's... you know about that. <laughs> I, I do. Candace, everybody knows about your Dennis Miller crush. Come on. <laughs> Like, you only laugh I, at things with uh, esoteric literary references. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I have a great, well, it's not a great story, but it's a fond memory of Paradise Lost. Because yeah, I took it upon a... myself in high school to read Paradise Lost mm -hmm. and a lot of John Milton. And when I went to college, by the time I was in, like, junior year, started reaching the third level English classes, we covered Paradise Lost. And the teacher... Like, every time he'd be like, who's read, has anyone read this before? I'm like, my hand raises up. Of course. He's like, okay, has anyone uh -huh. read this before? My hand raises up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> by the way, this happens in every class. I made in that class. Yeah. In every Wait, class, Candace, is that raises. your story? It's just that you got yep. to show off to the teacher how smart I did. you were with how many I did. It's a very fond memory, okay? <laughs> oh, no. I'm so insufferable. Yeah, yeah, Candace, that's, you know what? You've just summarized yourself entirely in one story. 
That's very perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's all we needed to know about Candace. Um, so yeah, they're they're talking about how, you know he's got his Ahab and, and and Eugene. I like Eugene's very trepidatious, right? He's like, okay, you know, calm down. Still, you're doing okay, but don't get ahead of yourself here, right? You gotta gotta make sure everything's lined up still. And the next day, we have uh, Taylor and the cameraman, Todd, sneak into the diner where the uh, final girl works. Todd's like, this, this is a bad idea. And when they get in there, they're, they're you know trying to film her. They're just like, look, we're just going to you know, check her out, see what's going on here. And immediately, you just see Doc Halloran in the diner. Well- Hold on, there's a nice little touch they have here because she shows up the table and she looks very distracted and she's looking all over the place, right? Yeah. Where they showed her the night before, well, not the night before, well, maybe it was the night before, where she's actually like walking the customers out and everything like that. So you can tell she's freaked out from what happened the night before. Yeah, that, well, yeah, yeah, probably from watching the librarian die and the dude shoot at the guy in the mask in the library the, the night before. She's a little freaked out. It's a good point, Tim. Uh, so, yeah, Doc Halloran pops up, though, in the diner, walks over to them, and is like, why, why are you following her? And oh, like, man. And her and uh, Taylor's reaction, she's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And the cameraman's like, just act normal. The opposite of what you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, stop that'd be me. If Robert yeah. England just walked up to me, I'd be like, pee my what pants, you- start hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's like, why are you following her? To you. Uh, yeah, why are you I, following I, I me is what he'd be saying. Yeah. Get away. <laughs> Put your pants back on, damn it. I called the cops. <laughs> They're on You're their stalking way. Stalking me. I No. Uh, <laughs> so he's like, listen, you guys do not know who you're dealing with. What's he going by now? Leslie Vernon? That's cute. He's Leslie Mancuso. Dun, dun, dun. And he's from Reno. Mancuso. Is that Frank's son? What's that? Frank Mancuso. Friday the yeah, 13th. The yeah, producer of Friday the 13th. Correct, Tim. Candace? Yeah, good job. Ah, good job, Tim. So uh, he, they leave. Oh, well, like, okay, we'll, we'll, give, we'll it, give Tim one. backhanded. The fuck? Yeah. Good job, Tim. Hold on. I think I have a sign. I'm impressed. Here we go, Tim. You get a. Uh, there you go. There's a point. Oh, a star. You got yeah. You got a star. No, that, that's the coin. The star is. Uh, what's the mushroom? Doesn't sound very good. Here, here's a power up. That sounds terrible. I'm gonna stick yeah, with the coin. Fuck. There you go, Tim. Uh, yeah. So they, they head outside. And uh, Leslie's out there standing in front of his van. He's like, can we just cut to the part where you've already told me how you fucked up? Yeah, he's not thrilled. No, you know that fun-loving, charming guy that he usually is? Not Mm. so much anymore. He's like, look, you... I'm pissed at you. You gotta trust, though. You gotta trust me. You gotta trust in the process. And Taylor is like, oh, yeah, trust you? Huh. You ever lived in Reno? And a fucking switch flips in, dude. 
finally he grabs her by the throat and bangs her head against the van. I'm like, God damn, dude, I've been waiting for this. Oh uh, yeah. And I'm I'm getting wet. And I was here. uh I was a little into it. Yeah, because he just pinned her up against the van. He's like kind of pushing against her a little bit, Candace, you know? Mm-hmm. And yep. uh, <laughs> no, no, Candace, no, stop. <laughs> oh, but he manhandles her. Yeah, I know, I know. And uh, he tells her, look, that's enough. You need to get in the fucking van and then I'll tell you everything you need to know. Point of advice, ladies. If a man is choking you and tells you to get into a van, don't. That's fair. But if he says please? If he says please, then yes. And what but if he's if he made looks some and incredible like Les- Dennis Miller style <laughs> joke? About yeah, if he makes a joke about Paradise Lost. you teach her about. <laughs> then yeah. Yeah, if he looks and acts like Leslie Vernon, <sighs> is it, you're probably going to go into the van. Can I ask you, is the thing that really does it for you the soul patch? Okay, that part's not great. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a very dated wow. facial hair. <laughs> uh, Candace is willing to put up with a soul patch. Yeah. I've See, dated a guy with a soul patch for years. Oh, God. No. That's a bad it one. Was but the, it was the early 2000s. Everybody had a soul patch. No, I didn't. Tim, did no, you have a no soul patch? No one cares about you. No. Tim didn't have a soul Tim, patch. J.M. Jam in the early 2000s, you did you have a soul patch? soul patch? No, no. I, I actually had a, a really, like, a six-inch long goatee, and that was it. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Close enough. Candace. Yeah. Three That's out of three, no soul patch. patch. I do not care. All right? I stand by that. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> did except for anybody currently involved. Because you weren't uh, cool. So he goes over to his house and he's like, all right, here's the deal. I'm going to show you the breakdown of how I set the house up for the night's events. And this is so fucking great. And like you said, this is one of those things, Candace and, and, and Tim, that the whole like the meme of like, oh, here's where Freddie would be or Here, here's what Jason would be doing the whole time. He breaks it all down in a way that completely makes sense. It's like, all right, so here's the deal. First of all, you want to be outside of the house. Keeps you mobile. You have a good eye view of everything that's going on inside the house. There's too many 90-degree angles, too much in, too much out. It's annoying. You don't want to be inside of the house. Here's here's the closet. She's like, well, he's like, yeah, I know. You're going to ask, why can't you just reach in the closet and get them? You can't do that, man. It's the rules. You kind of skipped over something that I okay. wanted to bring up. Okay. Okay, so she goes through, like, a dark night of the soul moment where she's like, am I going to keep pursuing this documentary that I'm filming? Or do I cut ties and run now before it's too late? And this was was the screenshot that I sent you guys in the Discord host chat. Okay. Because, like, you can see when, when she shows up and she sits next to him and she's like, okay, all right, let's go through with this. Like, he looks so like happy with himself mm-hmm. and when you're watching it for the first time you think oh well he's just glad that he's gonna be able to tell his story like this but it's not really what it is that's not why he's looking yeah. so pleased with himself yeah because in the, he's, he alluded to the fact that after the fiasco in the 
library. He's like, up he's like, up to this point I controlled it. And he's like, now a lot of it is on her to make her decisions that's right. going to move it forward. Yeah, exactly. A little uh foreshadowing going on with that. I just wanted to point that out because I just really no, love that. That was like fair, some damn fair. good acting right there. And and I'll be honest with you, it is a note that I had that I did pass over is that yeah, they considered stopping filming the entire documentary. Uh, and she had to have those moments to really kind of mill over it. And, and yeah, that's a good observation that, that he is kind of tipping his hand on a rewatch about what's going on here. Uh, so he's like, look, you can't, you can't reach into the closet. That's like a safe space. It's like the womb, right? You can't, you can't do that. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down that, uh, that line. I, I really like it. The closet is a sacred place. Mm-hmm. It's symbolic of the womb. Unless yeah. you're playing Friday the 13th, the video game. Yeah, no, you can get fucked up in there. That's for damn sure. Or if you're playing <laughs> Clock Tower. Never hide it under the bed. <laughs> never hide in the closet. Yeah, you just trap if you're, yourself. If you're playing Clock Tower, Scissor Man will fuck you up in there. Don't worry about it. You just kick him in the balls and run away. He's just a little kid anyway. Spoilers. So uh, he goes, all right, so rule number one, no one gets away. Right? So he says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go upstairs here. I'm going to wait outside of the bedroom. Right? So the first couple, they're going to come up here. They're going to start fucking and that kind of stuff and dicks in vaginas or butts or whatever. It's, you know, fun. <laughs> and then I'm going to... Yeah, he's so, like, uh, he's so delicate about when they're doing their thing, when they're getting busy. He really busy. is. <laughs> yeah. when, they're, when they're having relations, um, he says... And then, you know, you, um, you let him go for a while, and then I'm going to kill him. But then what you want to do, it's very important. Now you're on a timeline. you got to stage it after the fact. So it looks like they're asleep. Taylor's like, well, why? What do you mean? Like, well, duh, if somebody comes upstairs and sees dead bodies, they're going to fucking freak out. you got to buy yourself some time, baby. It's like, okay. So then... You have to start picking everybody off until you're just left with the final girl. He's like, check this out. I got this cool thing. I rigged the breaker of the house up on this toggle switch. And then I went downstairs. Because you'd think, of course, you're going to go get some flashlights, right? We'll, we'll check it out. I put dead batteries in the flashlights. So they're fucked. So they're going to be like, oh, we got to go down to the basement, right? And check out the breakers. So he goes, so... The dude's going to go down there. He's going to bring a girl down there to try to score. And he's going to see <laughs> her uh, shirt that he starts, like, opening it up. And then there's some some big breasts inside of the shirt with the bra. <laughs> and you're going to pull that down. You see a big old erect nipple. And you're going to start touching. And she's like, dude, Leslie, come on, man. He's like, look, hold yeah, on. Yeah, she goes, oh, <laughs> Leslie. And yeah. he's like, this is my story. I'm telling it the way look, I want to. <laughs> look, dude. <laughs> We're going to hang on this for just a second. And you just see it. Very, and she, she, she calls him out. She says, isn't that gratuitous? And he's like, come on. Come on. I mean, of course it is. You know what movie we're watching, right? Yeah, come on. Those nipples were a little gratuitous. They were like were they? pencil erasers. No, they were all right. I always think that, too, when someone has, like, really big nipples that stick out like that. I always think of those pink erasers. Those mm-hmm. big ones. I'm glad someone else has made that observation besides me. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, I passed out time. for a minute thinking about the nipples. I'm so, going on Pornhub right now. I'm trying to get <laughs> pencil, 
Tim? <laughs> no, Tim. We're, we're recording a podcast, Tim. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to stop you there. All sir. right, I can wait. Let's speed he's it up. He's manscaped. Then. He wants to. That's he, true. He's he streamlined and he's ready for speed. <laughs> so. There you go. He's nimble and what was it? Nimble and fast. Yep, nimble and fast. There you go. Yeah, good coordination. Everything a woman could want. Uh, so he's like, yeah, then, you know, you kill them and, and you, uh, uh, you kill the guy. Right. And then the, the woman, she's like, you don't kill the woman. It's like, no, no, she's like the starter pistol. She's going to run upstairs and that's the cue for everything to start happening. That's when the shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. So then you got to be out front, right? You hide the body in the shed, the tool shed, which by the way, only the final girl can go into the tool shed. And Taylor's like, wait, you, well, why? He's like, well, there's weapons in there and shit. He's like, but it almost sounds like you want her to go in there. He's like, well, yeah, you want her to go in there and reach for a big, long, hard weapon. You know why. <laughs> Taylor's like, what? He's like, well, she's empowering herself with cock. Will she grab the cock, or will she not grab the cock? <laughs> She's like, great, you're pro-life and you're misogynist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are those usually exclusive? Uh, no, I think they usually uh, are inclusive that's, to that's each other. Pretty, yeah, pretty hand-in-hand, hand, right? Yeah. Which is great commentary on the entire like slasher genre, right? Of like the gratuitous sexuality and nudity, violence against women... I mean, clearly, like, phallic imagery used for weaponry and... and yeah, In the, yeah, this was always... Uh, this is one of the things I loved about this movie when I first watched it, because it was stuff that, you know, I grew up watching Friday the 13th and the Halloween movies, and they always do this. There's the final girl circuit, when yeah. she starts discovering the dead bodies of her friends. Every yep. single time. There's the chase scene, like, he just All they the just bodies nail it. fall perfectly timed yep. as she's walking past yep. them. Mm-hmm. Just it's, absolutely nails it. And yeah. now we know there's somebody with a fucking fishing line off off camera pulling the bodies out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, because you've got to, as he puts it, you've got to uh, make her take my manhood and use it against me. Right? And they go through the tool shed and he's like, but it's cool. I sabotaged all the fucking weapons anyway. <laughs> I, I like pre-cut through the axe. So you're only going to get like one swing out of that. I fucked everything up. He's like, so hopefully she doesn't just like, you know, kill me with the first shot. Because then otherwise like, oh, dad, that's anticlimactic. Because, oh, and also other precautions. You know, you got you to gotta know all your exits. So the first thing you want to do, nail all of the downstairs windows shut. Oh, right. this is a good part, too, when he's talking about the windows. <laughs> so you don't even, I never realized it until he said it. I was like, holy shit, that's right. Yeah, because he says, or Taylor says, well, why don't they just break the windows open? And he's like, you know what? I don't know. They just never really do it. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, you'd think so, but eh. <laughs> I mean, they, but they will do it upstairs, though. Yeah, wait till they get to the second floor. That's where they break the window and try to jump out. Yeah, but it's cool because you know what I did is I I trimmed all of the really large branches down. And weakened the rest of them. (laughs) Yeah, and he he pre-cut the rest of the small branches so they'll just fall and snap. Ah, man. It's a well-thought-out plan. 
It's like, all right, so then what's going to happen is that the, you know, somebody's going to discover the bodies. They're going to want to warn people about the dead bodies. They're going to run out. I'm going to be out front. They're going to go check the cars. The cars aren't going to start. Now I'm going to start picking them off. Then what happens? And Taylor's like, hmm, um, well, they'll probably run to the barn. He's like, no, not probably. That's where they're going to run. And she's like, then uh, are you going to kill them? And then the final girl, she's going to get out. And he's like, yeah, but you forgot something. And she's like, oh, shit, yeah, the Ahab, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's going to come out. We're going to have the big good versus evil moment. That's how she gets out, the final girl. And then she runs through the orchard, which is symbolic of the birth canal. I love he's like, it's very yonic imagery. She's like, what? And he's like, you know, it's feminine. You ever listen imagery. to Yanni? Come on. It's, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's feminine energy. Because I it's... can hear Candace's Yanni from all the way over here every time she talks about that, book, that guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, exactly. All of the soil out there soaking wet. Uh, <laughs> Water the crops. And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's vaginal, so this symbolizes the birth canal through which she is reborn. Her innocence is lost, and she is hell-bent on revenge. And that brings us to here, the crown jewel. And what is the crown jewel, Candace? It's an apple masher. It's an apple press. <laughs> apple press, yep, that thing. <laughs> yeah, and... uh She's like, well, what, what's going to happen here? <laughs> and I love his line. He's like, well, I mean, it's going to crush some apples, and the juice is going to come out here. <laughs> <laughs> the cameraman fucking loves it. Just his delivery. Ah, oh, so good. He goes, yeah, but tonight it's going to hurt someone. Yeah, but who? But who? That's a very good question. So now we cut to an interview with Eugene, his wife, Leslie, and it's the night of. And uh, I love Taylor's question is, is just like, well, how would how would you survive this whole scenario? <laughs> People's answers. I don't know if you guys have notes on it, but they're fucking great. Run like a motherfucker. Don't look back. Yeah. Don't hang out with virgins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stay the fuck away from virgins. <laughs> yeah, and if you're hanging out with a virgin, try to get him some dick. You know, <laughs> like, get get basic. someone in her pants quick. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that. Yeah, I that? think about this when I uh, go jogging and stuff. About the parts... getting a virgin some dick. Nope, I think about like the running. I'm like, all right, so if a zombie apocalypse happens, I gotta you know run for stamina, and I gotta also run for speed. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. about these things while I'm jogging. I'm it like, depends keep on what your kind of core zombies. tight. T- tuck your butt. Keep your core tight. Strike your heel. You know, on the ground. You know, keep your body straight. You know, you got the things. And I'm like, now I can fly. Now no one can catch me. I also keep a lighter always in my purse because you never know when you're gonna need a lighter. Every time I watch a movie, someone needs a fucking lighter in a life or death situation, and no one has one. Hmm. True. You're all right, Candace. So these are the th- yeah, yeah these the are fuck? the things I think about. <laughs> these are, this is your motivation for fucking exercising, huh? Yep. 
I'm worried about you. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> and I like she asks, she's like, well, what about like uh, never separating and keeping the group together? And and they're like, yeah, that's a good idea. He says, but just make sure there's somebody there that's slower than you, just in case, you know. <laughs> so uh, then we cut to, and yeah, the advice is run, don't stop till the sun comes up, and uh, don't look back because you're not going to like what, what you see behind you. So then we cut to Taylor watching Leslie doing his makeup. And I and I dig the move with the makeup, the whole like idea behind it, rather than just being creepy. You know? He's like, oh yeah, it's uh so I'm putting on it's like a preparation H formula, kinda of like boxers use. Mm-hmm. Right. True. So it's, they do. it's a vasoconstrictor so that I don't get swollen eyes or any lacerations, it stops the bleeding. So it doesn't, you know, get down into my eyes. And also, it's my own special thing because I, bl- I blended in a fire retardant. Just in case. Just Plus, just it's also case. a good move for when they eventually pulls, somebody pulls off the mask and then you have a fucked up face underneath it, which yeah. he doesn't have. Like, right, Candace? Nah, That's true. Like, he very much pale. does not have a fucked up face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's I mean still unless got you count the, the soul patch. Yeah, the soul patch and the blackout on the eyes and the frown. So he's got a little bit of the corpse paint thing going on. Just a little, though. But, uh, yeah, plus it makes you pale. You know, and that's cool. And then she's like, well, are you worried about the, the doctor? The the doc Haller, or Caller, Halloran? He's in, and uh, he's like, no, I gotta, I'm focused on Callie right now. And she says, this well. This is my night. This is my night. I'm focused on Callie. And Taylor asks, "Well, do you do you love her?" Weird question. And he's like, well, "I mean, I love the idea of her. What I hope that that she finds in herself." Yeah, this is a good touch when it comes to the uh, kind of inherent misogyny of those old school slashers. Yeah, because it's the you're in love with the idea of this girl that you're fixated right. on. You don't actually know her. You, th- you just have this idea that you think is great. You put her on a pedestal and not realizing her as a real person. Yeah. It's putting her on a pedestal. It's objectification. Like, I mean, for all he knows, she could have just fucking blew her ass up with fucking diarrhea in the bathroom in school. Yeah. That's very <laughs> true. Candace. <laughs> I mean, everybody you guys don't want to know these secrets. <laughs> no, of course not. Why my wife doesn't poop. Um, so so I like they're sitting there and he's like, This is you know, this is like my, my Christmas. I'm I'm so happy and he just starts tearing up like he's, you know, gonna cry. And Taylor like leans in like she's almost gonna comfort him, but kinda hesitates. And then he's like, Well, I got a couple hours, I'm gonna go take a last look around. Stands up and you notice they've been holding hands. This whole time. Then we cut to the room in the house by the bedroom where he's prepared to kill the couple coming up. Leslie kind of tumbles in. He does a little parkour into the window. He's like, all right. So there's eight kids in the house. They're all drinking their beers and their vodka. They're getting lit. They're getting horny. And uh, by the way, pulls out the spark plugs. I'm not getting hit by a car today. (laughs) It's like. Okay, now let's all listen in. We'll hear the jock uh, and his girlfriend. They're going to be coming up here, and they're going to do some Also fucking... made me think of Friday the 13th, the video game. Like, rookie move, try to run over Jason. Yeah, yeah. 
Jason's going to come back from that. You you play the Dead by Daylight stuff, by the way? No, I do not. No. Same same concept, but with uh, multiple franchises. Yeah. Yeah, the, I know they have like the Michael Myers. Yeah, Pinhead's in there, too. It's fun stuff. So uh, we hear them get started with the, the sex time in the other room. And he's like, all right, well, time to dance with the devil. Puts the mask on, goes in there. And we just hear off screen them getting killed. And as soon as we hear that happening, the entire demeanor of this shit just shifts. Because Todd, the cameraman's like, fuck. This is really happening. And he's like, should I try to capture it or something? Should I film this? And Taylor just kind of sits there. Leslie pops back in. He's like, all right, guys. Whew, I did it. Remember how we're all, like, part of the team and celebrating? <laughs> and Taylor, like, recoils from him. She's like, no. Mm-mm. I'm not feeling this. And he's like, all right, you need to get the fuck out. All of you need to get the fuck out of here right now. Yeah, it's like she has to take a shit or something. Get out right now. Yeah. I don't want to smell that. You go downstairs that. for 15 minutes. <laughs> Look, you're harshing my buzz right now. You all need to go. So he takes them out to the van. He's like, no, you can't stay here. You got to look. Taylor's like, what? He's like, no, you, you got to look like I can't just stay here and let this happen. So he takes off his lavalier mic and he says, look, you guys have got to fucking go. This is my night and it could still go either way. After tonight, I'm either going to be dead, locked up, I'm going to be in hiding. So we might as well make this our goodbyes. And he goes in, shakes everybody's hands, like, been good working with you. Taylor tries to talk him out of it, though. She's like, look, you're trying to fill a role right now that maybe you don't have to. Right? So He's not hearing any of this. He's like, yeah. I have to. No, he, this yeah, he's is like my calling. This is my essence. Yeah, this is how I was born. I he he even makes her laugh and cry a little bit because yeah. he's like, "Why did you become a journalism major?" Yeah, he's like, "My." And she choice. starts laughing and crying. It's like so moving and well done, and ugh, well, I just yeah. love it. Because his and his thing isn't like I chose to be evil. His thing is like I chose to be a counterbalance for good and evil. Yeah, well, that's what he says. Yeah. You chose journalism. This is what we were born to do. So Todd's like, all right, I'm going to get one last shot of the house. And then he says, all right, well, the power went out just like you said it would. And Taylor's like, look, fucking turn that off, dude. I am done with this whole shit. No more documentary. Turn it off. It's done. And they do. And so and the movie. this is when the movie falls apart. Well, no, because this is when it's no longer that movie and it becomes a different movie. But it's, it's not a good, so different... Cool. I, don't, I don't... This is what I, stops it from being a perfect movie to me. Really? Because I th feel like this is like the weakest part of the whole movie. The tone That's of the shift? I kind of agree with Candace because in the library, when they switch from documentary to like the scene where her and, and Zelda are trying to figure out what's going on, I'm like, no, this is a different movie now. Hmm. But I, not I to like do it all the way through. Yeah, you like have to do it all shift. the way through as a documentary. 
Okay, so JM, what's your what's your defense of this? Oh well, I I just kind of like when um, movies are like have movies within themselves, and the fact that it knows the rules of the slasher inside and out, and then they're able to create sort of this meta slasher on top of it. I, I just thought that was like a, a really nice way to go as opposed to just being a mockumentary the entire way through. So I am going to agree with you, JM. I think honestly that this, I disagree with Candace and Tim. I think this is where it really picks up some steam for me is when it drops the lens of being the mockumentary. And now we're just in it with them where the, we are observing them, right? We are the other lens on this now. And it, it totally leads into Leslie Vernon setting this entire fucking scenario up, which we're going to find out later, and they have no control over it. I do appreciate what they're trying to do. No, you don't. Do Shut because... up. You don't appreciate it. <laughs> I, you go... No backtracking, Candace. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I appreciate what, they're, what the filmmakers were trying to do with this is because... Mm-hmm. You know, they think they know the rules of the game, but they don't. <clears throat> right. They still have no power over anything, even though they thought they were privy to it all. Yeah. Like, it's real dissect. Like I said, this movie is just the best dissection of slasher movies. Mm-hmm. But I just think that these parts aren't well done. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. And that's fair. You could say it's not shot proper like a movie the way that it could be, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. but, but okay, that's a, that's a fair enough argument. Uh, so then, yeah, it's basically what we have going on now is what Leslie's plan was and them, the film crew attempting to subvert it because they know all of the beats. So they think like, okay, well, clearly this is oh, all supposed to go. Now. Everybody get out. Oh, do, yeah. do this. Yeah. 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 And it, I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you that the pacing here is rough. Right. Because what they're trying to do basically is go in and they're saying, "Okay, we know all of the beats that he's about to take. We are going to subvert them. But the problem is that it comes with a supposition. It comes with the premise that Kelly is the virgin who Leslie is here to guide through their fate, ultimately, which we learn. Kelly is definitely not the virgin that <laughs> no, Leslie not with that skirt. <laughs> I mean, reverse cowgirl is probably a level three, maybe four, right? I mean, there's it's a lot a of things. Move. Oh yeah, there's a lot of shit that can go wrong with that. I mean, I think that might be the position that causes the most injuries to penises. Period. Yes, agreed. Yeah, you you gotta oh know your JM, shit. JM, you want to talk? You got a story here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, luckily, no. Luckily, no. <laughs> I need like a crunching, like a carrot being snapped sound. Oh, don't God. Yeah, <laughs> right now. Yeah, you know. I, see, I, I even I never saw the point of that it. position. It it doesn't feel good. It does. Is it just for like vanity? It's for it's for who you're writing. Like sometimes you just want to see a backside, and you just you know, sometimes you, you don't, don't want to do there, doggy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's like a doggy, but the guy doesn't have to do any work. It's a lazy doggy. 
That's what uh, the lazy, <laughs> lazy dog. doggy. Tim, we need to rebrand. Re- rebrand reverse cowgirl is the lazy dog. <laughs> uh, Every like dog that. has his day. So yeah, because she's just riding the dude out upstairs, and they're all up there like, fuck. Leslie better not figure this out. Because then the next move is he has to kill literally everybody because rule number one, no one lives. Yeah, but this way only one's going to live. Yeah, fair. I mean, either way. (laughs) I mean, unless maybe, I don't know, somehow you could get her to go through all of the steps quicker and kill him before everybody else is killed? I don't know. I would just be, if I thought I knew what was going on, I'd be leading them all to their death so I had that much more time to get away. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you want to stay with your friend, make sure one of them is slower than you. Yeah. Fair. So uh yeah, they go down to the living room. Taylor tries to warn the stoners who are stoned, so they don't listen. They're like can can I can I interject for a second? Of course. Yeah. Um that the stoner with the hat Mm -hmm. really got on my nerves. Because I think everybody else was at least a decent actor or pretty good at... The, they're the worst, playing, the two worst ones. Yeah, yeah they, like playing the role, but like then, you know, still allowing it to be sort of making fun of the role. And then they got this stoner guy that didn't act stoned. He acted like a, a parody. It's yeah. Like he, he acted he, like he was, a special person. Filming, yeah, he was he was filming a different movie, I think. And, uh, you know, when, when they had that uh, fake... What would you call that? Like a fake flashback to what might happen, and he's trying to start the car. Yeah. I just, I, I remember just rolling my eyes, and uh, I, I also wrote that you could make a gif of him uh, doing that, and, and have it be pretty popular. So, um, I, I think I'm going to try and do that at a certain point. <laughs> just the, the acting is like so cartoony with him. Ag- it just agreed. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the teens their acting isn't super great in this, um, but yeah, they're particularly bad. But it's fine because they get killed like immediately. Uh, True. The the one with the like, oh, check out the scarecrow in here in the tool shed, man. I'm gonna take it home. <sighs> and let plus, just, let me point out that Kelly Stone chick, is a bad name. That the chick who plays Kelly, she's really tall. Yes, she is. She towers over everyone else in this movie. Yeah, that. That's Anybody a weird else notice choice. that? No, you're you're right. No. They have to shoot it at like weird angles with her a little bit. Even the guy. Maybe that she's that's with. why the shirt, the skirt was so short. They didn't think she was very be that well tall. could have been. That's true. Yeah, I mean, we we see a couple of nice shots with the ladder here in a minute. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. Oh then, my yeah, god! Talk about Christ. gratuitous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were they they did that what three times and yeah. I was. Racking my brain because they made it seem really? like that I was a, like nine a, times. a slasher convention, and um, I can't remember another slasher with like a really good panty shot like that. No, I mean, I, we'll play I Resident was... Evil Four. You'll get it. Okay. <laughs> I maybe mean, there. Maybe it's a. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because it's also like the Dutch angle kind of thing that they're going, but like they have the harsh Dutch angle with the librarian right when they're panning over the carpet, moving over to the desk to. So maybe there's like a bit of that, but with the up skirt, I don't know. No, it's I, just a panty shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I we got the one gratuitous boob shot. This is one for the uh, the ass people, I, I suppose. Except there wasn't Zelda for you, Tim. 
Um, oh, wow. Oh, Zelda Rubenstein panty <laughs> shot. <laughs> no ladder in the world is big enough to cut, take that ass going up it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Leslie scythes the stoner through his fucking neck. And then, dude, the post hole digger through the he chest of the other stoner. He did say that if they tried to go in the shed, he was go- they were going to get the post hole digger. And it's such a great kill, though. Like, through the chest, opens, does the spread, and then pulls the dude's fucking heart out and hands it to him. I thought the guy's going to try to use it as a bong, the way he was pulling it up to his face. Oh, God. Yeah, that, yeah if you tried to light it and take a hit out. See, that's where Candace's lighter comes in handy. That's true, yeah. Yep. Candace, you would have had your lighter at that moment. So they're like, all right, we got it. We got to fucking, we got to figure out a plan here. So they're like, okay, well, in the next step, everybody's supposed to run out to the car, but the cars are all sabotaged. But the van's not sabotaged, right? So let's go out there. <laughs> now that's where the dead couple is that was supposed to be upstairs. Oh, and guess what? The van sabotaged. Who would have thought? Mm, no shit. They really didn't think of that part. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, he says he hates being in the house because you don't, you know, have that good of control over the situation. So let's just run back into the house because he hates being inside. So they're like, right, no, he well, says he likes being inside because he has more control over the situation. Uh, no, didn't he, he say? No, he, well, he specifically points out that once they scatter, it can really slow down the pace. And I was like, yes, yeah, someone else who thinks the cat and mouse sequence Oh, and yeah. slashers are one of the worst things about it. Yeah, I that's right. he said, no, he wants to be outside. Because like well, he, I said before, yeah, outside. Because you know, he's got you, better you mobility. You have them in the box instead of you're, you're in the box with them. Yeah. He said he had that better mobility outside. I, I, I know that he pointed out like, oh, that really slows down the pace, which I thought was yeah, cause good. Yeah, because he said you never like, want to get to hide like and that. seek. Yeah, because it slows it down. Yeah. Yeah. Which would mean you have to be inside the house to do the hide and seek. Right, right. Flat-footed, though, he's done enough cardio, he can chase most of them down, which is what's about to happen. But train oh, yeah. for this. <laughs> You'd be running to him, Ken. That's what are you talking about. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> it gets tackled. You need some help? So this, this is when they realize, like, okay, well, we got to protect Kelly. But then it's like, well, but she's not the virgin. So Why? So like she's, right, well, we're, she's like, why is everybody obsessed with whether I'm a virgin? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that her friend is like, oh, thanks a lot. She's like, look, man, I got my fuck on. What the fuck do you want from me? You're not well, a virgin either. This is on you, you too. Like, yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah, you would. <laughs> so they're like, all right, here's what we'll do then. Why don't we? Okay, we'll we'll get the fuck out of here because because Leslie, he's gonna find out. He's gonna kill us all. They break out, and they're like, all right, we're, go- we're going to run away to the barn because, you know, we're not supposed to run there, but, of course, we're going to run there because it's his plan after all. But Todd's like, nah, fuck that. First rule, no survivors. I'm going to run the other direction. And he's, you're like, well, I guess this is like a self-sacrifice thing, maybe. Mm-hmm. He's being yeah, a good Yeah, because he's dude. like, hey, Leslie, over here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, he never let anybody get away. Yeah, it sort of works till he gets to the field with the blood in the soil and gets stuck. Which they there. don't really, they don't really show that very well. You just see him 
nah, falling and touching the ground and like being mud. like, what the fuck? Yeah, it just looked like yeah. mud. Yeah, it would have been nice if they had a little bit of the yeah the blood coming up from that. But yeah, you see Todd falls down and it's like, look, man, take off your fucking mask, okay? We're we're in this together. Remember, it's we're, me, we're Todd. Pals, remember? We're buddies. And it's like, no, this this guy's a psycho. Like he's going to just fucking kill you. Remember, this was his whole bit. <laughs> and he just snaps Todd's fucking neck. So the rest of them, they, they head out to the barn. And this is where Taylor realizes, oh, wait a minute. I'm a virgin. Mm-hmm. She forgot. Forgot <laughs> forgot about never having a dick in me. Uh, or a, a tongue, I guess, uh, or a strap-on or whatever. Was this a big surprise for anybody? That When I first watched it, it was a surprise to um, me. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. See, the thing that kind of gave me a little bit tip-off was mm-hmm. when they went to visit the uh, the married couple. I'd be like, Mary, maybe he's cool with this, but why the fuck would they be cool with being in a documentary about being serial killers? Yeah, that's a good point. Plus, the camera during that scene, they're like, oh, she was the final girl. We forgot to mention that like Herschel yeah, his... had, had married his final girl. Yeah, his... right. she got away because and... she could run fast enough. And they're like, the final girl always has a connection with the killer. And during right. that time, it panned, the camera pans from them to uh, Taylor and Leslie. Mm. And they, like, they have, they're holding similar postures. So it Plus, when he knocks there. on the door after saying how big tits she has, everything like that, she goes, oh, what, oh, is this that thing that you told us about? And you think they're talking about the documentary, but I think the whole thing is they all, they all know it's a set oh, to kill her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like, the said, thing why would they agree about. to do it? Yeah, that, that's that's true. That makes sense. So, um, yeah, then she's like, fuck, it's me. He knew from the beginning that she was going to be the final, that I was going to be the final girl. And the other girl's like, fuck, well, what's going to happen to me then? And they're like, hmm. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Hope not that was gonna, good dick. Because that's your go, last. <laughs> yeah. Not going to go good. Hope, yeah, you could have broke it off. Hope it was worth it. Uh, see ya. So Doug uh, uh, grabs a shovel, and he's going to go off to KO old Leslie, but instead he accidentally KOs fucking old Doc. And I'm like, oh, man. oh, instead of getting axed, he got hit with the shovel. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, Lauren uh, heads up the ladder. We get panty shot number four, I think. Three or four of her up the ladder. Uh, I'll have to watch it again later on tonight to let you know how we'll many We'll figure times. it out, yeah. <laughs> uh, she gets killed. Her boyfriend climbs up after her. He gets hung. And um, down. Yeah, um <laughs> Uh, Sorry. Cue the Six Flags music. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got it. No, Candace. So, uh, (laughs) we're just chastising Candace for having any sexual, like, thoughts or whatever. But then, then, Tim, you and I. I had to sit through Life Force. And this is a movie for me. And everybody's like, oh, so gross. Nobody will ever think about the old man from fucking Great Adventure watching that movie. That's true. It's very true. There's there's dudes in there naked, Candace. I mean, they, those those guys were hot. You just didn't see enough of them. Yeah, I'm gonna have to play the music again, Candace. <laughs> 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 
something to act up a little. You just don't learn, Canvas. So uh, then, <clears throat> excuse me. So then we uh, we cut down to uh, Taylor and the other cameraman, and the, and they're trying to escape. You know, trying to get the fuck out of here. And uh, it's 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 going just as planned, right? The doctor pops back up and uh, uh, stalls Leslie as he's uh, approaching them. Taylor runs out the back, and the the other cameraman he 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 stops Leslie for a second. Man looks like Dave Grohl. It's like I'm, he does look like Dave Grohl. Holy shit! I didn't even think <laughs> about that. Yeah, goddamn. So so he's like, uh, I, no, I love her. And he's like, whatever. Just bangs his head up against the fucking wall. Oh, yeah. Wall. <laughs> he just <laughs> mows right through him. He like, I'm done with this grabs his shit. head and slams it up against the post. Oh, wait, now, is walking. this the part? Where, all right, we, we, we just went past the part where I sent you guys a screenshot, right? Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's the part, Tim. Go for it. <sighs> I swear to God, I thought this movie was going to do it. Because fuck her right there. She's not a virgin anymore, right? Because he grabs her by the shoulders, right? Yeah, yeah. He turns her around and he pushes her up against the wall. And it cuts away. And, and, the, and the video but, goes, just do it or something like that. Let's go. But, and like, but, yeah, fu- look, you're going to die. Fuck that guy's plans up. He can't fucking kill her as a virgin anymore. It's like well, once he, bitten. But Tim, either way, if she's not a virgin, she has no chance of living. If she's a virgin, she has some chance of living. Uh, does that guy have any chance of living? No, no. He's getting killed either way, so... Somebody as well get some, some sex on the way out. And just to spite the killer. That's it. Just to spite the want. killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Ha, ha, ha. Now she's not a virgin. Ah, got you. I, mean, I guess, yeah. I, fuck him, I suppose. <laughs> but that, <laughs> like, three-second video that I shot that I sent you, it looked like that's what it's was going to happen. Yeah, it did. <laughs> Tim, this is Tim. This is your defense of always like, hey, if somebody's starting a fight with you, shove your finger in their ass. Well, right? if you want to end the fight, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, no, she she uh, slides down the weird like grain slide or whatever the fuck they've got. This weird ass barn, I don't know. And she's she ends up uh, running down into the tool shed. And grabbing the axe, even though she knows that she knows is like Jimmy'd. Yeah, that sabotage. It doesn't matter though, because she's she's got to. No, no, no. You weren't paying attention. She goes to the back of the shed because in the the setup, he says all the tools right in the front of the shed are all fixed. Yeah, that's why she goes all the way to the back. At this point, she knows that it, those rules no longer apply. True. You would but, think that everything in there is suspect at this point because right. he set it up for her. But she also knows that this is his prophecy or whatever. So the only way that she has to get out of it is by fulfilling it. Right. Plus, uh, on the other hand, a fucking axe handle by itself is a pretty damn well, good that's, weapon. That, that was my point. And, you know, they kind of get into that because, yeah, she then runs into the orchard, of course, and she is reborn, hellbent for vengeance, takes off her jacket, and she's got the final girl tank top stained up thing. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Of course, like you do, right? And uh, then you get, yeah, her, her being stalked through the, the orchards. She... She kind of gets the drop on him and axes him in the stomach, which, why would you go for the head, right? Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's just a bigger target, so you're more likely to... And you would think that getting axed in the stomach is going to incapacitate you. I mean, it's going to hurt, that's for sure. (sighs) 
even if he has a bulletproof vest on and it doesn't go all the way through, it's going to still fucking hurt your ribs. Getting yeah, because we, right. we yeah. find out, yeah, that he got shot by Doc Halloran earlier, right? And he's like, oh, this is the first time getting shot. Uh, that's okay. I have my vest on. So, you know, <laughs> barely hurts. Uh, so, yeah, but and of course, the axe breaks. And she, she goes to run away, but then she stops, and she's like, okay, yeah, hold on, I'm going to get the handle. I do a fucking 2001 ape on his head with that fucking broken handle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah she's got a double tap. Always I, double I tap. I that, too. Always. Definitely. But, yeah, she, she bends down. She grabs the axe handle. She stands up. He's gone. So then she nimble makes her way. fast. Yeah, yeah. That's nimble and fast. Exactly what Candace is looking for in a man. <laughs> And, uh, also, also pro tip: if they're a good dancer, because that means they have a good rhythm. Hmm. Okay. They have okay. cardio endurance and rhythm. What if they're a uh, a good drummer? Oh. That's probably really good too. Yeah, they that's could a good keep point. A beat. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, so they, she runs off to the uh, to the shed where the apple press is, and he follows her in there, and. Finally, we, we start seeing it from his perspective, the stalker's classic slasher perspective, right? And he's looking all through the shed, and he can't find her. But then, oh, snap. She gets the drop on him by, by throwing one of those, you know, the rope with the big metal thing with the hook at the bottom of it that you see everywhere, and you're like, what the uh, fuck? It's like for lifting. cargo or something like that, looks like. He right? used to, like, lift the engine out the of a head. car. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 You know, it's probably for lifting hay bales. Yeah. Well, she swings that thing and fucking hits him with it, and he goes, uh, gets the drop on him for a second, but he just immediately just, like, jumps on her and starts choking her ass out. But she reaches around him, gets his oh, scythe. Reach around. She gives him the old reach around while he's choking around, and Candace is hot as hell. Uh, <laughs> she gets the old the scythe from him and stabs him with she it. She has to take his weapon and empower yeah. herself with it. She yeah. has to penetrate him with his own weapon. And uh, and he must have something wrong with his dick. Does he have was that Perdonia? Oh yeah, yeah. What, what's that called when you got a curve in your cock, Candace? I have no idea. You know, where they show the guy with like a banana? No. His dick. Yeah, you know what sucks with that? The only way that you they fix that, Tim, where you get it's like a plaque buildup in your dick, right? Oh no! Is uh, they have to crack something? No, they actually have to cut a wedge out of the side that's longer to straighten it out. Oh. Yeah, and then just overall, you lose a little. So you know what? Just leave it curved, baby. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, depending on like, hey, maybe with reverse cowgirl or lazy dog. That's pays yeah, I, I was going to say some dog. <laughs> or hey, maybe, maybe that that straightens things out, right? Yeah, there you go. Then she could break it on accident. There you go, on accident, Tim, and uh, it'll accident. lean back the right direction. <laughs> uh, so now she stabs him with the scythe. He falls down. She rams his head into the press, crushes it a few times. And with his head stuck there, he takes the mask off and says, Taylor, I knew you were the one. She cranks it one more time. Candace cranks it. <laughs> All that juice comes gushing out. And then, and yeah. From the, apple, from the apple press. <laughs> they both sploosh all over the place. I light up a cigarette. Yeah. 
Taylor does it, though, with uh, gasoline, which, remember, he had a fire retardant on. On his face. On his face, he said. But then, look, he's an unreliable narrator at that point, right? Mm -hmm. You don't know what he's wearing. Those clothes could be fire retardant, too. She never asked Mm -hmm. about them. Good point. But no, so she burns the shit out of that whole place. Even goes out and tosses the uh, axe handle in there for good measure. And uh, watches it burn. Then we get a little slight jump scare in the back because the the cameraman and old Doc, they both lived. And I like the, the, the line that cameraman's like, is he? I don't know what he is. And England nails, he's like, just a man. He's just <laughs> a man. We cut in tight to the burning building. And credits. But wait! There's more. Little psycho killer for you. And we're in the morgue. Watching a dude do all the prep work while the credits roll. Opens up a door. Wheels the body out of it. Removes the sheet. There's a body in there all burnt up. And oh shit, it sits up like The Undertaker. Or Kane, I suppose, would be more appropriate. That's a wrestling reference. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh-huh. And while I was going over Internet Movie Database, looking at Scott Glosserman, the writer, director, producer of this, he's got another thing announced called B4TM. Okay. Before the mask. No. Yeah, with uh, Kane Hodder, Angela Gothels, Nathan, all, all the all the players. But how's getting, it going to be a prequel if she's in it? Getting back involved. You know, I don't know. And uh, the girl from Bones is going to be in it too, I guess. So that's something. Emily Deschanel? Uh, no, okay, never mind. It's, uh, no, it was more of a bit player. She's best known for Bones, Bridget Newton. Hmm. I don't, yeah. don't know that name. I don't know. But uh, yeah, it looks like Before the Mask is going to be coming out. One of these days, when? maybe or maybe not. Like I said, they've been wanting to do this for years, and it's never happened. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. I mean, has this movie gotten into, like a big cult audience now? It's like, Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it really found its audience over the years. Eventually, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, like, huge or anything. It's but... one of those movies that, like, the people who know it absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who don't know it. Yeah, it's not on a level of, like, A Cabin in the Woods or a... Uh, uh, what well, the else title movie? doesn't help it. I'll say that. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Yeah, it's, that's yeah, a, it's the not The Rise a of title. Leslie Vernon did it. Was, yeah. If I saw that title on myself when I'm flipping through the blood bank or something, I saw that, I'd be like, eh, fuck that shit. Yeah, plus, I mean, it's fun, but the mask design isn't really, it doesn't work as a cover, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, phenomenal movie, though. Everybody should go check it out. Oh, so. Yeah. No, man, they should have already just, watched it. We told them to stop listening to the podcast and watch a movie. Of course. This movie just, oh, just love it so much. Just takes me back to my pothead days in high school when I would just <laughs> smoke weed and watch oh, slasher movies. Man, I wish I could y- know that Candace. Yeah, <laughs> pothead Candace. 
I'd be an interesting candidate to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. Oh, you haven't of, seen Friday the 13th Part 5? That's one of my favorites here. Let me turn it on for you. <laughs> no, she's not well actually back then. She'd be like, for real, but you know. That's oh, the, watch this kill. Hey, wait, let me rewind yeah. it for you. Yeah, I used to do that. <laughs> Let, yeah, let's watch it, it again. Let's watch it in slow motion. Oh, no. One of those, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me rewind it for you. Real ah. funny points. <laughs> did you see it? But did you really see it? Okay, you, one more time. <laughs> but did you get it? So I think that's about all we can talk about with Behind the Mask. Phenomenal movie. Um, JM, thank you for joining us. If people, uh, is there something on the internet you want people to pay attention to or something you, you're doing? Me. Or, I mean, we've got. <laughs> uh, pay yeah, no. Pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> plug your pluggables, my friend. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So I can be found on Twitter at MRJMBRANDT, Mr. JM Brandt. Or uh, Instagram, uh, j.m.brant. And uh, then you can also follow our comic Instagram at, at Swamp Dogs Comic. And uh, if you want to check out anybody else on the team, uh, everybody is worth following. Uh, you can go to swampdogscomic.com and uh, all our socials are there. All their social security numbers are listed on the website. It's Sweet. very, and, and, very... And our top three passwords, yes. Yeah, three favorite passwords, where they graduated, the name of their first pet. It's a very dangerous thing for them to do, but you know what? They're in it to win it, baby. Uh, what about you, Candice? People, uh, anything you want them to pay attention to that, that you've oh, done? Upcoming this week, I'm going to be recording with everything I learned from movies. It's going to be my premiere on that show. And if I like it, I might stay. You never know. You never know. You know what? They can have you. What about you, Tim? I'm doing everything I learned from movies also this week. I'm doing it tomorrow night with uh, Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn gorilla. Oh. And he said, uh, Frankenstein ain't got shit on me. I'm going to work that joke in. I know you're going to. <laughs> I know you will. <laughs> uh, of course, you can always check us out at patreon.com forward slash bloody bits. You can go to manscaped.com, put in promo code bits20 to get 20% off your Manscaped order. Please do it. We need more of you to do it so we can be a really real podcast for once. God damn it. Yeah, remember that guy who said we weren't a real podcast after like episode 15 or something? <laughs> That fucking Aww. guy. Fuck that hairy, bald <laughs> motherfucker guy. <Yeah. laughs> I bet you, you he doesn't have any rhythm. You don't got a hair on your ass unless you get manscaped to get rid of the hair on your ass. How about that? Um, other than that, yeah, I'll always check out the Grindbin podcast. Our and give us a review on whatever you're listening to. Unless oh, yeah, Spotify, yeah, yeah. Fuck them. If you, if you don't have any money, you know, and you want to support us, just give us a five-star review and then just say, five like, stars. I did this. Yeah, I just say I did this because uh, the guy told me to. I don't know why Good I enough. did it. I I don't have any control over my own life. I just do what people on podcasts tell me to do, and then never well, never listen to. He shouldn't listen to that. Yeah, never listen to any of the Q and on shit if you're that guy. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I think that this is how we end it. <laughs>